Ooh, where's my script? Keep it in. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of RNGPC. We are a Dungeons & Dragons podcast, but there is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and the role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. How you doing? It's been a while. It, it's, I mean, a week, but you know, it won't be any different for the people actually listening to this, just for yeah, us. Yeah, I disconnected for a while, and it feels like I missed everything. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it was, again, just a week. And still quarantine. Yeah. I hadn't even we didn't even miss a recording. I kind of feel like we did. I don't know. I was nervous I mean, before we started recording. Yeah, no, I mean we didn't record last week, so that's what it feels it feels like, you know. Oh, that's and, right, and, we didn't. No, yeah. Wow. See, look at time time's made up. Time's just weird <laughs> and it's just especially in, in corner. Especially when you go camping there. and you get no service, so you turn your cell phone off. Oh dude, that's the best. Yeah, it was nice. It was yeah. really nice. See, I did that. I did that a few weeks ago. Oh, I did it for just a weekend, though. So I didn't do it for as long. I feel like it would be nice to do it for a full week. Yeah, I did it for like in the woods. six days, just laying dirt, put some on your face. Just nothing but me and Lake Superior for a shower. Mm, that's the best. <laughs> just lake <laughs> lake baths. Mm-hmm. Lake baths. Um, I'm not gonna say that. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know what I did accomplish though on my trip. Did you find your spirit animal? No. I already know my spirit animal, dude. Is it Shia LaBeouf? No, it's Nick Miller from New Girl. He's my Patronus. (laughs) I like to think if you ever actually had to then cast your Patronus, he would just like kind of come out and just sit down on the couch. He would. (laughs) And be like, ah, the the meds will go away. It's fine. (laughs) Get. Get. Shoo. (laughs) Like he just waves. (laughs) Get. (laughs) <laughs> dude if i ever meet jake johnson in real life i'm absolutely telling him that he's my patronus <laughs> and i hope it's received yeah. well you hope he understands what that means dude there's no way he doesn't i mean i guess there is a way there are some people i don't know whatever anyway what the hell were we talking about what, what i accomplished you, it, you found nick miller in the woods that's, that's right. right yeah it was the best so he <laughs> Great story, so it was, it was last time we recorded, right, where we talked about the uh, books that are in the back of the player's handbook, the inspirational reading. Was it last time? Was it a I different time? Was it in the future? No one knows. But anyways, yes, I remember talking about that at some point. Okay, regardless, if these have come out in the order that we've recorded them and we haven't mixed things up, we have talked about the inspirational reading page that's in the very back of the D&D player's handbook. One of those books is the something called the Mistborn Trilogy by Brandon Sanderson. And I bought those before I went on my trip, and I read the entire first book of that trilogy in no. two days. Still which... sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> Brandon Sanderson? I don't know. Yeah, that's his name. Could be his Anyways. pseudonym. But anyway, okay, it's great. That's all I want to say. Uh, I know for some people, two days is like, I can't, I'm not a power reader. So two days for me, sitting down and reading a book... Um, is impressive for me and at one point i had to go back into my tent and read via flashlight which i haven't done since i was like a child trying to stay up late so that's also something and i highly recommend them the mistborn trilogy wait so you're saying are you saying there's gonna be people that aren't impressed you finished a book in two days um on my bookstagram instagram account that i have yeah that's not impressive (laughs) jesus the last book i finished i couldn't even get halfway through and had to just find the audiobook of like, oh, that's so sad. 
Yeah. However, yeah. I've been auditioning for audiobooks lately, so I feel like I should listen to some audiobooks. I mean, yeah, that'd be like trying to write a book without ever having read one, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> All right. Next topic of conversation, segue. That's rough. Oh, I'm sitting here and it feels like sandpaper. Anyways. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. listeners. We have a Patreon launching next week if we keep to our schedule. Correct. The date. Let's just say the date. It doesn't have to be next. I mean, September 19th will be when our Patreon officially goes live. And Nathan, what's going to be on our Patreon? So we're going to have a couple of different tiers. The price points, I don't remember, but we are creating a community via Discord. Um, So you'll have access to our Discord, which will give you different access to different things within that Discord. We're also going to have very basic character sheets that are basically going to only have the information that we discuss on each character's episode. And then we're also going to have a more fleshed out character sheet, which is going to guide you through leveling the character and the choices that you should make up until level six. Then after that, you're kind of on your own. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's exciting because hopefully it encourages people again that might feel like, I don't know, just overwhelmed by trying to pick up D&D and play a character or something like having access to a character sheet that at least has our suggestions. I think it's a big thing to help somebody dive into this because I think hopefully at least somebody is is willing to try something new and, and try out different characters and yeah so i think that'd be fun uh for people to have access to that and the other thing is we're going to be rotating through which ones are available which month and mm-hmm. right now for this first month i think we've decided that all the characters we've made up to this point will be available for the month of september yeah. um so if there's anyone that you've heard character wise from our first 17 Six, yeah this is, or a, this is our 17th episode right now. Oh, man. Our our podcast can almost vote if years were weeks and episodes were years. Anyways, of the first 17 characters um, that you've liked, um, make sure you get in and just get involved with our Patreon, and then you'll have access to any one of these characters. Um, mm-hmm. Because we're going to do what Disney has done with having a vault of some sort. Uh, we're currently talking to different banks. Um, about the sizes of vaults to store all these characters in, um, but uh, they will they will occasionally revisit and come out of the vault just like Disney does with their movies. When you can, I don't know Nathan, you bought the DVDs and stuff for Disney. I don't know how Disney does it with their vaults, <laughs> but every month some will come back out and you'll have access to them. But as of right now, will be the only time you can get access to all of the ones we have made thus yep. far. And at different tiers of Patreon, you can have a choice on which ones come out of the vault. So yes. there's also the, that will be explained as well on our Patreon tiers. Yes. So. And that is part of the Discord. Because on the Discord, not only will there be options to help us create the episode every week and, and make decisions for characters, also will be decisions on who comes back out of the vault. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, so yeah. Um, awesome. I'm excited. We've, we've been working on a lot of the stuff uh, to put up there for you guys to have access to. And uh, it will definitely, the main thing is this will allow us to make better stuff for you guys to listen to. Yep. So create a community. We want to meet everyone who's been listening to us so far that we don't already see on a daily basis, like my friends and family. Um, (laughs) Because there are some of you out there whom I have never met. And we appreciate you very much for listening to us. And hopefully this community continues to grow and you guys can have a say in the kind of stuff that we put out for you. Yeah. Speak for yourself. I'm fine not meeting anybody. I'm fine just sitting here alone, isolated, away. Fine. I'm kidding. I hate it. I'm sad. I'm very sad inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the last thing, last thing on that before I go, I think 
we've decided also our first like goal for like everything is to eventually have a Twitch channel, which uh-huh. I think will just be another way again to grow this community. So not only just listening to our smooth, silky voices, if you wanted, you could watch us make an episode live potentially. Yeah. You can force um, me to shower on a Saturday. Ooh, there's that's a that's a a, a reward not just for Nathan, also his wife. Yeah. Because <laughs> I typically am not showered by the time we record. Because I am which, lazy. Which I mean, come on. You're three hours ahead of me. I'm on the West Coast over here, so I don't know what your excuse is. I've showered already. I still want to. Oh, well then, yeah. That totally makes sense. <laughs> I also put, will put a shirt on, which I do have a shirt on right now, but sometimes it's you just so, I'm, a tank top. I am, I'm upset at the lack of nipple currently. Oh, so. I'm sorry. Yeah. Twitch doesn't allow nipples of any sex, male or yep. female. Yeah, well, that's just fair. You know, It is fair. Yeah. Plus, I mean, the only nipple that should ever really be shown is Jim Carrey's from Cable Guy. So... <laughs> I've got nipples. Can you milk me? <laughs> what other movie nipple references do we got? <laughs> I don't think. I think movies tend to avoid nipple conversation. Right? It's sad. I feel like there should be more. We should free the nipple in all the ways. In movies too, movie topics. Yep. Yep. And and, and normal conversations, which this is definitely divulged away from. Um, so yeah. get us back on track. Segway back on track. <laughs> I'll just say, keep posted to our social media. Which is at RNG PC, at RNG underscore PC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, that's where uh, final information will be coming out about our Patreon that we'll be launching again on September 19th. Well, that's September 19th, 1 9. Yes, 1 9 of the Lord's Year 2020. <laughs> September. Do people still say that? In the, the year Lord's... of our Lord? Or the, no, it's in the, in the year of our. I don't know. I, I feel like that's a thing people say and make it weird. I was trying to make it weird. Now I'm just addressing it, which makes it just uncomfortable and weird, which is like yep. not what I wanted. So here we are. Segway. <laughs> so, Jake, I've got a question for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wow. Since you've DM'd before and I have not, um, this is something that I see commonly on these, these D&D forums and Facebook groups that I am a part of. And as a DM... You're creating a character. You tell your friends, whoever wants to be involved, hey, we're starting from level one, and we're going to do a full campaign. Oh, you mean creating a campaign. You said character. So you're making a campaign. Yes. Yes. You as a DM, you, Jake, are making a campaign. You have reached out to your friends to give you characters and backstories because you're going to homebrew and you're going to try to, you know, Mm -hmm. do your Mm -hmm. thing and incorporate their backstories into the world that you're creating. Correct. How do you handle a player who creates a backstory that is way too epic for a level one character. My <laughs> cleric has toppled evil societies and I've saved towns from dragons and I've killed the wrong evil noble people, blah, 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 blah etc. Did you say the wrong evil noble people? Don't I mean, they you, want to kill the right? I mean, well, you could like kill the killed, wrong person. That's true. Um, semantics aside, semantics aside um, <laughs> I, I feel like luckily I don't think I've had anyone that's had too much of that because the people i've usually dm'd are people that <laughs> are newer to D. so like i've been trying to just shepherd them in <laughs> gotcha um but with that i've had actually somebody say that to me before <laughs> oh really and, and yeah so i had this idea for like a, a, a wizard that was essentially lying about who he was he was essentially taking on the persona of his son that had died when somebody had come to try and kill him and so okay. he then hit and so it was just it was it was it was just yeah i won't go too much into it but essentially the answer that uh, was given to me which i don't think agreed with that character but i think is how i would handle it moving forward is 
take all those really cool epic things that that person wants to do and be like don't you want to play that out don't you want to be a part of toppling that empire don't you like sure i mean you can do all these things and these can be things that happen but like if they've already happened that's kind of like in a movie where they're just talking about uh, oh yeah remember that big badass war and i was like no 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 we want to see that we want to see it on screen we want to be a part of that playing out so like I think then it almost helps the player get more excited to play and want to be that character more. And if you have this idea of like, these are things you can still accomplish. These are things for him to aim to do instead of like, and so it's like, I would allow them to have like maybe one or two of those things that have maybe happened, but they weren't like just specifically a part of, or the leader of in some way, because I think that's something we try and do also with our characters here is right. Like we don't want them to, have all of this experience already because if you're coming in at level one like the first few levels you level really quickly so like it wouldn't make sense that somebody's toppled some evil empire and it's like yeah, yeah but i only got three cantrips or you know <laughs> two spell slots like oh, what the fuck like <laughs> unless it's so, like the beginning of every like metroid prime game where you start off with all of your abilities and then you lose them to the big bad you have to go find them scattered throughout the world to get them back and some which which again could be a way to do it and i mean I wouldn't be opposed to doing that either. Again, it's just having that conversation, right? Because I think that is an interesting aspect to have. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm the grizzled veteran. Like, even kind of like with Omog, right? To an extent, it was like, why why is he going to be leveling? He's an old man, right? Literally old man, Omog. Uh. What, what is his thing moving forward? And how I kind of at least thought about it at the time was like, oh, he was just the basic hunter for the city. But then once this thing came through and you know leveled everything he took the skills he had and now is deciding to take them out into the world and grow from that right so it's like yeah i think as long as you have the conversation and you figure out a way that makes sense within the game mechanics yeah awesome at the end of the day i I, I make the pitch of you would have more fun playing these things out than you would just talking about when they happened so that's a good that's good um that's a really good way to put it and i think i would appreciate a dm that said that to me like don't you want to actually make these make these things happen instead of saying they happen it's like yeah it makes you take a back seat and it's like yeah i would like to actually mm-hmm. accomplish these things and not have them just be a story yeah uh, well because yeah that's the, interesting at the end of the day my number one rule of D is make sure you're having fun yeah <laughs> so always. i think that's the best way to make sure they have fun with it and then conversation's key you know so just make sure everyone's mm-hmm. on the same page um mm-hmm. and yeah so yeah so that's that's my DM tip for the week. Ooh. Tune yeah. in next week to Hot take. Know, to make Nathan do something with his nipples. Fuck, we're what? back on that. That's my bad. Man. I'm sorry. That's I, weird. I didn't know where to go. This is oh jeez. Okay. Um let's that's let's create. make a You're... character and is that I think that's what we that's what we do, right? Let me That is what we do. We make characters. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yep, yep, we're good. We're on track. Okay. Uh my turn, right? It's my <laughs> I like that we started that by being like, let's just be awkward with it. Let's make it awkward. And then it slowly grew into actually being awkward. We did such a good job of it being like awkward and uncomfortable that it All actually right. I'm assuming that um, our music hasn't happened yet, so shut up and let that happen. Oh, sh- yeah, the orchestra's here. Go ahead. Great job. Beautiful. That was beautiful. beautiful. Oh, man. I got chills. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so it is my turn this week, um, since you were out in the woods forever bathing in lake water like a heathen. Dude, Lake Superior is beautiful. No, I know it's great. I, I say that simply because I feel like I needed to take the opposite stance to it. I love like just swimming in lakes and bathing in them. And anyways. The best part about Lake Superior is that it's so <laughs> cold that um, 
like the typical lake algae can't survive in it. So yeah. it's like it's like Caribbean blue waters, but not as salty. Hmm. Well, I'm sure when you got in, it was nice and salty. Um, yeah, that was gross. <laughs> um, okay, so it is my turn this week. I'm bringing things. And the first thing I kind of decided is like I didn't really have like any crazy like, I don't know idea behind something and so i had known one of the things i had been wanting to try and do is like just cover all of the different classes or races or things we haven't done yet and as someone that usually plays characters along this line i was excited to just decide you know what we're making a cleric that was the main thing that was the guiding line was like we haven't made a cleric yet and i feel like (laughs) unless we just set it out from the beginning it's just not gonna happen so that was the main thing making a cleric this week um even called the document that we are sharing here praise b <laughs> so is that we their name on... praise b like bigsby coffee oh geez maybe uh we'll see if i have any other creative ideas that come up later if not their name could be praise last name b <laughs> <laughs> i love doing that obviously. um cool so yeah so that was the first thing and then i was just kind of like okay and then i kind of decided again i remember the last character uh, i had made i wanted to use my background background rolling dice thing so i want that to be random still so then i was kind of like okay what things can i also bring um and i just kind of went with more obscure stuff this week um i went back to the griffin saddlebag um his instagram account and just looked through his items and was like okay what in here would work for a cleric and not too far down a few weeks back i think it was he posted a thing called gloves of healing which is like perfect these are perfect for a cleric. They totally make sense. They heal. Um, and they're not too broken. They're considered a wondrous item. I feel like, though, that is because they don't require attunement, which is huge. So and what the does wondrous that you... mean? Is that super rare? Um, yes. I think wondrous is actually the highest because there's common, uncommon, rare, very rare, and then I think wondrous. I think are, are the okay. levels. Well, this does say wondrous item, comma, rare. So yeah, I don't know what that means then in this overall <laughs> dynamic. Um, well, because uh, essentially here, here's what they do. They're, they okay. are these uh, these silken gloves enhance the rejuvenating power of healers and clerics. While wearing the gloves, whenever you cast a spell of first level or higher to restore hit points to one creature, the re- creature regains additional hit points equal to your proficiency bonus, which essentially just means you are even more proficient at healing. Okay. Um, and right off the bat, again, if a first level character has these, it's just a plus one to healing. It's not huge yeah, it's not that and, broken. And, and broken. It just means that they can heal a little bit more effectively. And then I think this is maybe where it gets into being a wondrous thing is there's a second paragraph that says, alternatively, a creature can regain these additional hit points if you use a healer's kit to stabilize or restore hit points to it. Once a creature regains these hit points and blah, blah, blah. So then it goes into how you, how many times you can do that a day with that. Um, okay. But I, I didn't want, I don't think I want to bring that part of it because when I said the word uh, healer's kit to you to stabilize somebody, Nathan, do you have any idea what any of that means? I mean, I'm assuming it's just like the, the equipment that you get with certain backgrounds. Like a healer's kit is just going to be a first aid kit that you can buy at like a shop, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. Yes. Correct, but also there's a dynamic in D&D that I've never played with, but is technically how you are supposed to stabilize people if they get knocked unconscious. Just in, just for anyone that doesn't know, in D&D, you don't die when you reach zero hit points. 
hero hit points. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> you don't outright die when you hit zero hit points. You have to go through a few rolls from there, and there's a, a small time period where you're just unconscious and bleeding out. And so people can save you during that. But in the book, if you try you can try and stabilize somebody like that with a healer's kit anybody can anyone if you buy a healer's like it's like a health pack instead of a health potion (laughs) there's a kit that you can come and make a medicine check with and try and just stabilize somebody so they don't keep dying does it have the fucking clear things clear sure sure yes it has a defibrillator 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 that's it that's how you the food the booters the fubilator i will the fubilator um <laughs> sure it could have the equivalent of those it's just two arcane stones you rub together and just shove on them oh, and nice. them. um but yeah so at least i've never dm'd with that most of the stuff i've watched and or been a part of what don't usually hey i will have you know <laughs> this week i started adventure zone again from the beginning so i am expanding because I, I started a while back and I kind of just fell off of it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm all caught up on Critical Role. I want something else <laughs> right now. So I've started back with the McElroy, bro- the McElroy boys. Um, that's the people that do it. They're all brothers. Them and their dad do it. And apparently okay. someone else comes on later. Anyways. Um, yeah. So there's I've listened to a few different things. I consider myself I've got a proficient. friend who has a hot take that says Adventure Zone's better than, better than Critical Role. I, I have a friend that thinks that as well. So he thinks it's funnier. That's more fair. Humorous. I think it's because they directly aim to be a comedy show. <laughs> so, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, I don't want to bring that part of the gloves because it's like, eh, it, it technically makes them a little bit more broken and overpowered. Um, because usually when you use the health kit, you can't get give someone hit points. You can only stabilize them. Um, so this means you can actually heal them and bring them back to life. And gotcha. Stable. So I think it's just, it's getting into semantics. I don't think it's worth it. The gloves look really cool though. They the are, are essentially. Yeah, Griffin Saddlebags artwork is really cool. It's, Check them yeah. out. Um, and the, these gloves essentially are like, they say they're silk gloves and they like have blues and like a, a tealish green and whites and they have gold trim on them. They look look pretty dope they got some holy symbols on it as well so i'm curious to see how these will fit into the the background of praise b <laughs> you know what and, i think though like based on what you said um so i do think that maybe having healers kits actually giving hit points could be broken for a character like a cleric mm-hmm. whose jobs are ready to heal but what if you don't have anyone who's like proficient in magic healing and you and like the barbarian has these gloves then it wouldn't be that broken if this is like they got a healer's kit to just give some HP. So, no, it, it would be broken because if a barbarian has these gloves, it takes that healer's kit and essentially makes it an impromptu either healing potion and or healing spell. Because usually a barbarian can use a medicine kit to make a medicine check to stabilize somebody. And that it costs nothing, right? Because the, okay. me- the medicine kit, I don't believe, gets expended when you try and bring someone back. Right. Whereas if you put a health potion into someone, that health potion is gone. They regain hit points and come back to life. The idea of a medical health kit essentially is to just stop them from dying, but not bring them back to life. Gotcha. Whereas okay. usually to bring someone back, you have to expend a spell or a health potion or something. It has to. It goes away. So this essentially makes it so you can just do it and not have to expend a spell slot and or. And again, this is where it's like, it's just semantics of it. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. 
I feel like these can just be gloves that, like, it, again, if they're just kind of nerfed, where it's like you do a little bit more healing on top of your normal healing spells. Cool. That could just even be a thing that, like, maybe a whole church gives out to all of their clerics, right? Like, oh, here, everyone pick up your gloves. Like, you know, yeah. here you go. And it's not going to be crazy. Oh, my God. You can just heal everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I brought those gloves. Super cool. Check out Griffin Saddlebag. Um, Griffin Saddlebag, if you're listening, we love your art and we'd love to work with you. Anyways, moving forward. Um, <laughs> the other thing I decided I wanted to bring was a personality trait. Um, and I looked through just a large list of of random ones and just trying okay. to find one again that fit with like someone that i thought would do well with a cleric and i found one that says i always have a plan for what to do when things go wrong oh and i like that i feel That's like that, it, it feels like it feels cleric e ish enough but also like somebody it's like they could be an impromptu leader of some sort or this could also as just long be, as they I know have, how to read <laughs> I mean, sure. Um, they could, they could also just be someone that's like, I know how to get the fuck out, right? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily always be a good thing. Their plan doesn't have to be helpful to everyone. Their plan could just be, I know where the doors are. I know how to get out of here. I know how to lie. And so they, the thing I want to try to avoid here is I don't want this to be, oh, your typical archetype of a cleric. You know, it could end up being that, and I'm sure we can still make that interesting. But I want to show that you can make clerics be different. And, and okay. out there and not always the same archetypes. Um, and then the very last thing was I wanted to find a motivation. So there's a cool motivation sheet that, that we found um, that has 101 different player motivations. And this one I actually rolled on just to get me like a idea of like ones to start looking through. And okay. I think it fit perfectly. Um, it says the motivation is to destroy a demon that possessed the body of a small child without killing the child. Oh my God. Is the demon still in the child? Yeah, it's still there. Like that's the whole thing is you want to destroy the demon oh, that has possessed the body of the small right. child. If I don't, it. if I don't pull a you and actually read the words, that makes sense. You can pull a me all you want. I'm here to be pulled all all day. I realized <laughs> halfway through what I was saying, what I was saying. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, okay. yeah that's a, there's a lot to work with there because mm-hmm. it's like, do we know where the child is? Do we know which child it is? Is it just like lore within the church that this yeah. has happened recently? Mm-hmm. And, and, and again it's like it's just uh, it could be a guiding star that could be maybe the first mission it could be a later mission it could be a thing that they've like it could even just be they have a cleric bucket list <laughs> right maybe and it's cleric like will save my character in our monday campaign <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there is any saving of promy i'm sorry oh, damn it <laughs> i believe me my character's been trying the whole time and <laughs> just feels like the world is against that idea um <laughs> oh, i'm bumping shit anyways um yeah, so it, 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 it's just something that I think we can add in as like a level. Like I said, it, it could even just be he has a list of things he wants to do as a cleric that makes him a cleric. Like, you know, and one of them is to perform a successful exorcism from an innocent child. But yeah, yeah so. definitely. Um, I like that a lot. Like I said, it's got a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. So cool. So that's it. That's all I brought. That's all I brought this week. Um, cool. Lots Four of things. roll on. Yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, so the first thing that I think I want to Dude. roll on. You didn't bring what? a background. I didn't because I always make fun of you for always bringing a background. And okay, so here's the story all about how my background got twist turned all upside down. Um, okay. <laughs> I, 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 last time I made a character, talked about how I figured out a dice rolling mechanic to pick a background from our crazy long list of backgrounds. So this week again, I was like, okay, just want to test it out. There are 
six columns. So D6, that will decide which column it comes from. And then within that column, there are 39 different options, usually per each one. So it's like, okay, so if I roll a D4, that would determine the tens place. If I roll a one, it is in the tens. If I roll a two, it's in the twenties. Three, it's in the thirties. And if I roll a four, that is actually then in the zeros. So it would be one through nine would be that one. Does that make sense? Okay, okay. Yes, it does. So... That was that, and then I roll a d10 that determines the tens place. That would just essentially mean, okay, if I roll a 9 and a 1, it's a 19. Ta-da, okay. there we go. That's how I want to do it. So, <laughs> I tested it out again, just rolled it real quick. It's like, all right, cool. And, of course, I got curious. I was like, okay, well, what, which one did I roll? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I go and I clicked on it, and the one I rolled worked, again, almost really well for the cleric of, like, an offshoot type thing. It's literally called Disciple of the Obscure, which is, like, you worship some obscure, unknown god that potentially wants you to go out and... I was like, God, this could... uh, No, no, I'm not using it. I want to roll it live. I'm rolling it live. So, hi. Welcome to that. I am not rolling it live because I refused to to give in. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just to give a reminder, we talk about this maybe every other episode. But when we talk about these list of backgrounds, we're rolling on a website called D and D Wiki, and and is actually spelled out. So it's D A N D W I K I dot com slash wiki slash five e underscore backgrounds. There's right. a huge list of backgrounds. Yeah. Um, the reason and- why I bring that up is because the person that I am currently priming to be a guest on our show did not understand where we were rolling personality trait and all that stuff. Mm, so fair. if you want to follow along um, as you listen, that's where we pull all of our backgrounds from, yeah. that website. And and just while we're talking about it, what I think is cool is these are backgrounds that are not like just the ones from the book. I don't think actually any of the ones from the book that are uh, in there are on here. So this is actually a, a quite diverse uh group of um backgrounds that are all made up i believe yeah uh, i'm pretty sure they're all homebrew yeah any, anyone can add to them and i honestly think i think it'd be cool at some point nate if you and i had an episode where we make a background where we come in here instead of making a character we make up something with all the different personality traits and things that so. i almost did for my last character i wanted to make oh. a grandpa background <laughs> <laughs> some old ass man <laughs> the only way I'm okay with that is if our the framework we're trying to build around is Johnny Knoxville's character from Bad Grandpa. Oh my god. Or is it Bad Grandpa? Or is that it's, the It's Bad Grandpa, yep. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's the only way I'm okay with it. <laughs> um but okay. All right. Character enough. flaws, balls hang past his knees, it slows him down. <laughs> his speed is reduced by ten. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, back to this, because this is big. If we roll something here, this is this will determine how difficult this character will be to uh, make sense. So I'm going to roll. I'm scared. Good. The Hold last time me. we did this, it worked out. We got that was our uh, was it Maurice, right? The the jester. Hold me. Okay, here we go. Rolling into my beautiful dice tray that is made of wood. Thank you, Derek. Okay, okay. So I rolled a five on my d6, which means okay. it's going to be in column throw. five. Yep. And then I rolled a three on the D4, which means it'll be in the 30s. And then I rolled okay. a six on the D10, which means it is number 36. So, okay. one, two, three, four, five. And technically, there should be 39 in each one of these. So if I just count three up, one, two, three, I believe the background is smuggler. Smuggler. Okay. It's a huge, why is there a, there's nothing here. What? What do you mean there's nothing here? Oh, what the fuck? 
The Smuggler is a background option that can be found in Ghosts of Salt Marsh, a first-party supplement. Okay, so, okay, and wow. And you click on that, and there's nothing there. God, what? This is literally... Ugh! <laughs> why? This is Dice. why, this is Dice, why you why don't do you, this. Why have you wronged me? Hang on, let me count, let me count, let me count 39 from the top. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11, 12. Fill the air, Nathan. I'm... Air filling. Oh, ha. So, the Mistborn series is a really cool book that I think you should pick up that I have fallen in love with. The magic within that book is people ingest different types of metal, and based on the metal that they ingest, they can quote-unquote burn it within themselves and activate their powers. So if you eat iron, um, that allows you the ability to push and pull physically iron. Um, And they use it, they've actually got coins that they throw on the ground and push off the coin. And since they're pushing a coin into the earth, which is immovable, it propels them into the sky and they essentially use it to fly around the city. It's really sweet. Do you find 39 yet? 6, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36. Actually, we were wrong. So it's sleuth. And and so I I, I double counted just so everyone at home doesn't think I'm counting. So I counted twice and I got the same one twice. There's actually 40. At least there's something here. There's 40 in those. Okay. So sleuth background. Everyone calm down. Put down the pitchforks (laughs) and the torches. We don't have to burn anything. We have figured it out, everyone. We are sleuths. Sleuth. Is this uh, Sherlock Holmes? Well, the image that is here is definitely somebody at least in a bad Sherlock Holmes costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's an outline of a silhouette of someone with a ridiculous a pipe. pipe. And a mag- yeah. You know what? I know it's supposed to be a magnifying glass, but look at it like a spoon. That's a big-ass <laughs> spoon. <laughs> My spoon is too big. My spoon is too it's big. Too big. Oh God! If you get that, you've watched some good internet videos. You're you're from the beginnings of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So sleuth. Um, it says an eye for mystery, an ear for trouble, and a nose to sniff out the answers. Those are the most touted traits of a good sleuth. They are like detectives, but with a penchant. Per- no, penchant? you don't say. You don't say the ch. I think it's. I know you don't say the ch that hard. I don't know how you pronounce that word. Pen penant, but a penant for the more unsavory kinds of investigation. Sleuthing originally was a term for animals who had a nose for sense. Nowadays, it means people trying to figure out. But sleuths do still have that connotation for a lesser kind of investigator compared to the often state-sanctioned detectives. Sleuths are scrappier and work at their own leisure, much like a private eye or private heirs, rather than police detectives. Hires, whatever. Private hires, rather than policemen detectives. <laughs> so, yes, just kind of like a PI, sleuth, detective type thing. Also, you do say penchant. You say the CH. I was wrong. Okay, well. I googled see. the pronunciation. And then you yell at me how I mispronounce it. A simple word like hires. You didn't just mispronounce uh, it. You made, t- made a different word. I did. I'm creative, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> there's another uh, word for that but <laughs> dyslexic i know um okay cool so yeah so it seems like they just they're a mystery solving person when making oh i want to read one more thing about this do it's it just the, it's the first sentence of the next paragraph that i think is okay. important okay it says when making a character of this background keep in mind the key feature curiosity all right um sleuths really have a good sense for of privacy 
That's also fun to think. <laughs> yeah, they're curious. Well, so what's your anatomy look like, Pete, behind the shower curtain? That's different. That's okay. Wow. <laughs> um. Anyways, where I was going to go with this is down the line of what I think is interesting is this idea of cler- clerics in D and D. I think why some people also get kind of turned off by them is the idea of they have to go into the gods that they worship, right? And where that magic comes from. Because yeah. there's, different, there's different ways to get magic in D&D. Some of it is just innate and it comes from your nature and it's very like wild in, in a sense. And then there's some that is learned, like wizards that have to write it down and then will cast spells, kind of like Harry Potter and very like, you know, have a wand type stuff. And then there is uh, holy and or like this type of magic that is given to you from a greater being of some sort that because if you worship them, they give you this type of uh, magic that you can do stuff with. And yes. I think it is interesting that when now looking into this detective, someone that is going to be very fact-based, right? I'm assuming and, and want to like figure out the truth behind things that they're a cleric because you think of common real world stuff, right? There's so many people that don't believe in religion and or gods because the lack of facts right mm-hmm. and the lack of things that are actual hard evidence into stuff like this so what's fun in this D world is there are actual gods and there is proof of their existence and things that they've done and like i don't believe these... it and planes and things where you can go. <laughs> but i'm just saying so like it could be an interesting thing to look into what this person has done to believe and, and found out about whoever it is they end up worshiping did you say there are planes you can go to Yes, there you can trains actually... and automobiles. Okay, I'm trying to have a real conversation here, <laughs> and you're over here, and you're, you're over standing there. over there, <laughs> and I don't know. And which I don't know which up. way's up. <laughs> uh, Jane Lynch, if you're ever free and would like to make a D and D character, oh my god, please feel free to come onto our podcast. Also, for anyone that doesn't know, that is from Role Models. If you haven't watched it in the past year, please watch it again. It is great. It's so good. Ah. <sighs> Okay, cool. So we have figured out the background. I think this can work. I think it will help with the idea of not making your stereotypical cleric. We have a detective cleric. A de- oh. de- detect deteric. Don't try. De- Stop cl- it. De- God, you're embarrassing. De- de- wait, detective There's nothing cleric. There. De- if you try that hard, de- there's nothing there. What about if we do cleric active? Clerective. We have a clerective. That sounds like a medical procedure. Yeah. A clerective me. <laughs> <laughs> Putting on rubber glove. You've come in today for right. your clerectomy. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. So that's that. Um, now, I had listed as the next thing I wanted to roll on is the subclass uh, of cleric. cleric? Because, yes, because there's different types of clerics that you can be. Um, however. Okie dokie, Smokey. Oh, however. What's however? I was going to say, however, like now that we know the background, I was just curious if looking at any of these, if any of them stand out. As something where it's like, ooh, that would instantly make sense with a detective sleuth-like character. Is this the domain? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, the domain. The domain of the cleric. Um, I'm not really seeing any... Death. Just because I like it. That's fair. Knowledge. Trickery. Knowledge. Knowledge makes sense. Let's see. What is the knowledge one? The gods of knowledge. I don't like the names of these gods. Yeah, I'm not going to read any of them. Um, Agma. Bacab. Gillian, Aryan, and Thoth. Uh, value learning and understanding above all. Some teach the knowledge that is gathered and shared. Yes, I like this. Okay, this is the one we're going with. So I'm not going to roll because I, it fits It fits with this um, the idea Fine, of sleuth. You. Sorry, did you want to roll? Wait, could... how come it says, okay, so I clicked on trickery just because I'm 
being an asshole. Yep. And it says Timora is a god of trickery. And I have not ever gotten that vibe from how you have talked about Timora. So? Is it because And is Andrin dumb and worshiping the wrong god? Is that part of his backstory? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Timora is technically considered a god of could be a god of trickery because her she is the god of fortune, good fortune and like positive things that come out of it. So in 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 a sense, she is literally one side of a coin. So like the trickery aspect of it is that you could play pranks and bring good pranks to like people like in a way. Does that make sense? Nope. But, like she, she's chaotic good. She's technically chaotic okay. good. So okay. if you if you played to the chaotic aspect of it instead of the more like good and and like yeah, because Andrin Andrin does have a skewed view of of Timora and this idea of what good is, and that was skewed by the group he came from and his whole idea yeah. of trying to build something that's like almost unobtainable and unachievable. Yeah. Um, so yes, you are kind of correct. He's not necessarily worshiping the wrong god. He's just worshiping an aspect of it that he doesn't fully understand gotcha watch us on monday nights <laughs> at 8 30 <laughs> to, to to get more of that gibberish i don't know yeah um okay anyways so this is the knowledge domain um so like teach the knowledge gathered in libraries and universities or promote practical knowledge of craft and inventions some deities hoard knowledge and keep it secret to themselves and some promise their followers that they will gain tremendous power if they unlock the secrets of the multiverse followers of these gods study esoteric lore collect old tomes delve into secret places on earth and learn all they can some gods of knowledge promote the practical knowledge and craft of inventions, including smithy smith deities like Gond, R- do it, Rarex, An Anatar. Mo- There's so many of these. More, more, more Din, Hefa, Hefatus, Hefa, Hefa, Hefa. I would say Hephaestus. Hefe- Ooh, I like that better. Hephaestus. Yeah. Yes. Um, Can and- be cured with one shot of penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> and Ga- Gabanui, Gabanui. Gabanui. Yeah, whatever. You want to be um, smart. Yes. So, but also what, what I think that I like and want to take from this follow, is this sentence here. Um, followers of these gods study esoteric lore, collect old tomes, delve into special places on earth, and learn all they can. Okay. Right. So that's that's what I think I want to focus on. Um, and yeah, cool. Um, I've never played and or looked into the knowledge domain for a cleric at all um i'm just looking at some of the other things their channel divinity channel divinity allows knowledge of the ages starting at second level you can channel divinity to tap into the divine well of knowledge as an action you can choose one skill or tool for 10 minutes you have proficiency in that chosen skill or tool dude that's dope it's essentially like the matrix you can essentially be like <laughs> dude upload how to fly a fighter jet and then boom you know how to fly a fighter jet. nice oh then at sixth level you can read thoughts <laughs> What? Yeah, there's some potent spell casting. Yeah, there's some cool stuff here. Um, oh, dude! This, and this, how how great would this be for a detective? <laughs> yeah, just be like, oh, at sixth shit. level, you become way more efficient at it. Yeah. Oh man. Good okay. choice. Good choice. Yeah, I'm excited now. Um, our de- detect the de- deteric. De- God, stop! <laughs> Cle- you sound like Cle- our audio's clipping. Collective detective. Collaborate. Damn it. Fuck. There's something here. There's not. If you <laughs> try that hard, there's nothing there. That's what... Okay. Just Anyways. like love. Oh. 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 Oh.
so deep and profound. <laughs> Just two words or three words. Just like love. Join us next week for our first episode of our podcast, Just Like Love. <laughs> if you have to force it, it's probably shit. <laughs> also like poop. Yeah. <laughs> if the fart you have to force, it's probably shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get back to rolling. Um, so Okay. I've got a question for you, though, before we roll. Okay. There's different types of sleuths, which I feel like I when I was that. in middle school, I used to call sluts sleuths. Like, look at that sleuth. 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 Yeah, it's close. Sleuth. And you know where it's that comes from? too close you, for comfort, though. Do you even know where that comes from? Because I don't think you've watched the show where that's a thing from. Oh, you mean that wasn't an original brain thought from me? It is not. <laughs> Especially since I know I knew you when you would say that, and I know when this show came out. Which, granted, I didn't start watching until much later. But do you know? Do you know the show? Does anyone at home know the show? We'll wait. Answer. Call in. <laughs> Lines are open. What's the answer? Uh, Blue Mountain State. Oh, I've never watched that. That's a f- stupid football show, right? It's a football show. It has stupid moments, and it has some really good ones. One of them, though, is that the big dumb jock calls all of the girls sluts. Um, a bunch of sluts. Yeah. So, whatever. Anyway, sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of sleuth, T-H, are you going to be? Are you doing a roll on that? It's a D6. I would like to roll on that. Would you like to roll on that? Because I rolled last. And so yeah, I would like to roll on I'll that. let you potentially ruin this. Because, wait, wait. Let's look. Okay, so sleuth types. Sleuth comes in a variety. Ver- oh, sleuth come in various shapes and sizes. Some actually are the kind are the hired kind. Like Do you want detectives. me to read? Nope. Others <laughs> are more specialized in certain cases of their fancy. You remind There's, me of the kid that can't read during like open reading of English. You're yeah. just waiting for it to be over. Like when's the yeah. end of his paragraph? Yeah. But you know how that kid got better? He kept reading. By getting bullied. Also that. Today, Junior. So rude. Um their skills make them niche investigators sometimes. Such be fair. Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off again. Yeah. Do not promote bullying. You sure? You sure? Not okay. Apparently, that's how you help people with stage fright. You're an adult, so I can bully you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a kid at heart, damn it. I'm a kid at heart. Um, such as locators who specialize in finding people or surveillance, which specialize in watching and monitoring. Blah, blah, blah. So essentially, what do you like to do? What is the type of work you do? Do you like follow people? Do you solve things? Do you find things? Do you, I don't know. Yeah, I think I know. think when you ask the question, what type of sleuth are you, that sums up everything you just read. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm rolling a D6. Do it. Our options are policing mysteries, surveillance, locating, background search, for, for ter- fraternizer. For, fraternizer. It's fraternizer. Fraternizer and dowser. dowser. Roll a six. You're a dowser. Dozer. dozer. You're, you're an item finder. Which is perfect because that fits in great with the the sentence i i wanted to focus on from the knowledge domain followers of these gods study esoteric lore collect old tomes and delve into secret places of the earth nice boom. dude boom 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 oh why'd that happen why do i oh are you messing around with shit i'm just gonna type it dowser okay. item finder dowser dozer whatever 
All right, cool. So now, do you want to roll on the personality trait and all that good stuff? Uh, I do, because I do want to bring another personality trait. Oh, fuck. I totally... Okay, so we'll go back over all of this, but I also have completely forgot the things I already brought, which is that I always have a plan, (laughs) and oops, there's a demon in this kid. (laughs) 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 So, I... (laughs) Do you want me to summarize right now? Uh, no, wait, we roll wait, wait, wait till we roll everything else. It's just, I, I got so excited about all the knowledge sleuth stuff that was lining up, I forgot about the oops demon and the plan thing. The oops demon. Baby That's... demon. <laughs> oops, baby demon. <laughs> um, okay, so I will roll the next personality trait, which is a d8. Uh, Ooh, wait, before we do that, because we're just working down the page here. Um, the next feature is blackmail. Oh yeah. One one day you stumble upon someone's dark secret. To this day you have kept your mouth shut, but not for free. This person whom you have dirt on is your reliable pansy. So you have I feel a. Like that doesn't, I feel like that doesn't mean what we think it means. What I consider pansy to be like a little bitch. No, I'm gonna say it's like the Watson. They're oh. willing. They're willing to put. Uh, uh, they're willing to put you and your allies up in a room, board you, and pay for expenses. However, blah blah. blah. Uh, they may not be so inclined to save the, your skin off your back if it means getting rid of you as a way. Okay, so it's just like it's something for the DM. It's something for the DM yep. to think of. Like you have uh, an, an ally at some point at some place, but it's like a not. hotel somewhere or a, yeah, or even just it could be any like oh, it could be Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Barry would easily be someone sleuth, dude, oh, or I mean or someone's, someone's reliable so, pansy. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um. But but I'm just saying like so it could be anybody and I think it's up to the DM and the the you, you as a player to discuss and figure out who that person is and I think it'd be interesting to play out that dynamic to the rest of the group right because if the rest of the group just like oh this is a friend of yours you have cool all this and then it's like also just awkward between the two of them because they're only your friend because you have dirt you have <laughs> um, power over them yeah yeah so like that would be fun though to play especially for a cleric again you're a cleric so interesting. Um, Okay, cool. Rolling my D8 for personality trait, and I got a 5, which says you like to contemplate everything you encounter with careful thought. Wow. Works, works. I was really hoping you'd roll an 8, because that's just the way you play D&D. What is? You have plenty of wisecracks on hand, whether helpful or not. That's how I play life. (laughs) Both the board game and just what I do every day. Alright, I'm going to roll an ideal. It's a D6. Mm-hmm. I rolled a four, which is reckless. To solve a crime, you may need to commit a crime. Chaotic, oh, chaotic alignment. Oh, easy there, cleric. No, yeah, that's fine. I like that. It's good. <laughs> Bond is next. Bond. James D6. Bond. Bond. No, D6, not James. Okay, rolling. Oh, I rolled a six, which is my badge of office is more important to me than anyone else. Hmm. So I'm assuming that just means his job. He puts his job and the idea of this seeking of knowledge above all else. Yes. Or trying to find, oh, he's a dozer. So finding something, finding items and finding like this. <laughs> this is almost kind of, at least to me, starting to sound like an Indiana Jones-esque character in, in, <laughs> in kind of a way. Um, yeah. I like that. <laughs> um. All right, cool. So the last one is flaw. Uh, if you would like to roll the d6, I would love to roll that. the flaw because the flaws are the best. Let me see here. Which one do I want? I'm putting a lot of six energy out there. <laughs> Just roll six energy. Oh, close. It's a five. Okay. I can easily be persuaded by gold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Um. So they're greedy. 
or not maybe necessarily greedy, but just they under they put more value in money than other things. Yeah. Um, which would be greed. You wanted you wanted the flaw of I can't resist a pretty face. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I, I could play that. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Uh, so that's pretty much everything then from the sleuth background. Oh, the other thing that's cool is they have a forgery and disguise kit that they are proficient with. Um, so that's also good to know that they could go into disguises and stuff. Um, bu- 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 bum. So looking at this, as far as rolling on stuff, I left um, the race down in third tier because I figured I would like to do again whatever race makes the most sense with the stats that we need for uh, a cleric. Um, so yeah, okay. so I, I'll leave that down there, but uh, I think, do we want to recap before we roll the stats? Because I feel like we've, we have a lot we've added on thus far. Sure. Do you want me to bang? Do you want me to do that? Yes. I would like you to bang. Oh, she bang. She bang. Oh, I said I bang. She move. She move. I was going to go with the, I said I bang. 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 I don't know that one. Okay. Go ahead. Fine. Whatever. I'm more inclined to the William Hung she bangs. Yeah, no, I was there. I, I I had to witness it. God, that was so long ago. It was. Anyway, I wonder how that man's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely All doesn't right. have a a D and D podcast like us. Definitely not. I know he's got a oh. Christmas album though. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Some would say, "Is that better?" Who knows? I bought it. And my dad was pissed. Did <laughs> you buy I gave it a, for? Because I gave dad? him money. No, I bought it for myself, but he was mad that I gave someone as talentless as William Hung <laughs> money, because he likes to get mad about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> anyway, recap. So, the predetermined characteristics, also known as the top tier things that Jake brought to the table today, is the class of cleric, a special item from the Instagram page, the Griffin's Saddlebag, called the Gloves of Healing. He also... Uh, picked a personality trait that says I always have a plan for what to do when things go wrong. He also picked a motivation, which is destroy a demon that has possessed the body of a small child without killing said child. The second tier of things, which is the stuff that we rolled on, we rolled on a background which we had to do twice because the first one Jake rolled on uh, has nothing in it. No, so no, no. We only rolled <laughs> once. I miscounted. I miscounted oh, on what right, it was. Right. Sorry. If anyone wants to check, pro- you can go back and go to the site. It's oh, there. It's in the fifth column. And I rolled a three and a six. It was 36. <laughs> I'll put down my pitchfork. <laughs> um, so we got the... Um, oh, I didn't actually write it down. I just put the link. We got the sleuth yeah. background. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a special type of sleuth. He is a, dow- a dowser. I'm going to say dowser. that wrong every single time. Dozer. dozer. But it's Bowser. That's what's throwing me off. It's pronounced Bowser. With, so it's, it's pronounced Bowser. That's wrong. Bowser the Clown. <laughs> so he, he's a dowser, a sleuth, and then we rolled on a subclass for the cleric. No, we didn't Slaric. roll. Picked. Slaric. There it is. He's a Slaric. Shut up. Shut up. I found it. I had to switch the words. That sounds too violent. Like you're slaying someone. Slaying Eric. <laughs> so the subclass we did not roll on, we picked, um, and it's the subclass of the knowledge domain. Then we went along and we rolled on the personality trait, the ideal, the bond, and the flaw under the sleuth background. We came up with personality trait. You like to contemplate everything you encounter with careful thoughts. The ideal, reckless, 
To solve a crime, you may need to commit a crime, which comes with a chaotic alignment. The bond, my badge of office is more important to me than anyone else. And the flaw, I can easily be persuaded by gold. Like that's where we gold. are. <laughs> um, yeah, so it feels like the things we've rolled on are a little disconnected from the things I brought a little bit, but I think there's definitely a way we can connect them together. Even the gloves of healing, I'm kind of like, ooh, I don't know <laughs> how, like, because it doesn't feel like he's going to be a healing-based cleric, which, I mean, he will have healing spells, obviously, and will be able to heal, but, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe the gloves are what, what were given to him. For the demon that's how you, he was told that that's so, how you get the demon out i was gonna say i think there's i, I definitely I'm, I'm excited to look into that motivation stuff and and start figuring out that as well but i think before we start figuring out this whole background i think what will help is figuring out their stats and their race so we can kind okay. of get just an idea of where they're originally from okay um, so uh i believe you rolled the flaw last correct i did that's correct so then i will roll the first stat which is strength and we're going to. I know what you Let's... want to do, and you're going to regret it. Wow, jeez! I mean, <laughs> I didn't know that you you knew I was thinking about cutting off all of my hair and shaving my face and just going to be a bald monk. But gross! I'm, I'm I'm glad you let me know that I would regret that. You would absolutely. <laughs> I'm going straight, baby. Um. Okay, I'm going to remove. The low number and do it the basic way. Smart. Here is strength. <laughs> You're so excited. Bro, we got a weak-ass cleric. Okay, uh, I rolled a four, a three, a two, and a one. Wow. <laughs> so it's That's nine. really bad. Clerics don't need to be strong. They need to be strong of will. Strong of heart. Yeah, that too. Dexterity. Heart. <laughs> Combined together, you get... Captain Planet, right? Am I saying that right? Um, I think so. I'm not a real So I, I think he's going to be an average dexterous. I rolled a four, five, a one, and a one. So that's so ten. ten. Yeah. Bro, so far not broken. So far not broken. All right, let's go. Con. Um, okay. Not not awful. Not. Oh, I rolled a nine again. Okay, so I rolled a five, a two, a two, and a one. Okay. Intelligence. Not great. I I'm not okay. Oops. This is better. I rolled a three, a three, a four, and a five. So, so twelve. We broke ten. Good for and us. That's, and that's good that his intelligence is high because it makes sense for uh, uh, a Sleric. Stop it. It's going to catch on. <laughs> Hashtag Sleric. No. Sleuth Cleric. Sleric. Roll your wisdom. Oh, no. Cluth. What about Cluth? No. I like Cluth. I like Cluth. Stop it. Cluth sounds better and you know it. Of no. all of the ones I've come up with, Cluth is the best so far. You have to admit that. I disagree. I think Slayeric is probably the best one. Okay, cool. We'll go with Slayeric then. <laughs> See what I did? They're okay. so bad. Doesn't mean they're good. Shut up. I'm rolling. <laughs> I need complete silence while I roll. What am I rolling? Oh, I'm rolling Wisdom. God damn it. Um, I rolled a four, a three, a two, and a one. A nine against the same rolls. Wow. I'm a roll charisma. Wisdom needs to be better. Okay, this is not... Um, I rolled a six, a three, a three, and a one. That's our so first six. Uh, six, three, three, one. Yeah, it's a twelve. Gosh. This character's not great. Imagine if we got rid of the high number. He'd be useless. Yeah, okay. Let's... 
<laughs> I'm doing a hand motion and that I can't think of a word to go with it, but it's You're just doing trying. Like SpongeBob imagination. <laughs> Let's calm There's down. There's a lot more sass in it. I'm trying. Yes, yes, there is. I'm glad you're picking up on that. <laughs> um, okay, so for clerics, the main thing you want them to be is wise. So what I would say is when now looking at the race that we want to help fill in these stats, I think we need to find someone that adds to wisdom. And Human. You mean you can just add it to anything? Yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, okay. Is that not a solution to our problem? You're a solution to our problem. <laughs> um, I don't... <laughs> I said that with such aggression. Um, so, yeah. So, wisdom is the main thing. And then I would also say I'd like to bump up constitution, which, again, could be human. Um, <laughs> but let's uh, see. What else? What other races are there that could potentially give us a little bit of that? What else is wise? What about dwarfs? I think dwarfs is just constitution. Uh, hardy, hardy yeah, fuckers. Your, your con goes up by two. Uh, elves, elves might be wise. Elves is possible. Dex. No, it's dex. Yep, I should, I dex. should just know all this. What about gnomes? Little gnomes, intelligence. Intelligence is already high, which could be great. An intelligence cleric that is just super intelligent. Uh, half elf, I think, is charisma increases by two, and two other ability scores of your choice increase by one. So I mean, that would make them ten. I would really rather not. Wood elf gets a plus one to wisdom and plus two to dex. Okay, so you just you just googled it. That's cheating. I'm trying to look through all of these. What about centaur? Are centaurs wise? Ooh, they get a plus one. They get a plus one to wisdom, but it's a plus two to strength. I want something that's got a plus two to wisdom. Did you say it was wood elf? The plus two. Correct. Gosh. gosh No, plus two to dex, plus one to wisdom. No one gives a shit about shit about wisdom. People always joke that intelligence is like the dump stat, but uh, I think wisdom is the most useless stat. No, really, charisma kind of (laughs) is. Not if you're a warlock. Warlock was literally... Warlock and sorcerers were bumped up in later editions because people are like, Charisma's stupid. It doesn't make any uh, sense. So they're like, well, fine. We're going to make these wholeheartedly be a thing. Um, Charisma. Okay. Gosh. What, what did Reddit say? What do you got on Reddit? Because I'm assuming Bugbear doesn't give me wisdom increases. <laughs> no one's smart on Reddit. Um, oh, this is a badass chart. What's, what's um, the chart? It's a D&D 5A, 5E racial stat bonuses and class priorities. Oh, okay. Um, so put, the, an, put, it, put it in our useful link stock. An Avon Hawk gives you a plus two to wisdom. Um, a, a what? Two different kinds of elves. Three different kinds of elves give a plus two to wisdom. A Gith Zerari. Okay, those are new. A Merfolk. Ooh, a Merfolk? Bruh. A shift, A shifter. A were lion. Wait, so were lion? Okay, whoa, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> you you have my attention. So <laughs> you you initially had my in- what is what is the 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 Leo quote from uh uh? Why can't Wall Street? Django. No, Django from Django Unchained. You originally you had my interest, but now you now have, have my, my curiosity. curiosity. That's what it is. So were lion isn't a race. Were lion is essentially something that somebody can get like they get bitten by i let me look at were lion i might like this so if we go with a wood elf were lion that would increase wisdom just a bunch oh my god were lion sorry everyone for the the research dump that we're going into here but if we can potentially make a were lion i am here for this um were lions are usually okay blah, blah, blah. 
uh, while in human form. Okay, all right. So I've looked through the were lion stuff, and were creatures and lycanthropes are cool, but th- there's too much to like really go into and make this work here. Plus, it might be too broken to get right at the front. I would yeah. definitely encourage people to become were creatures at some point and have the fun with all that brings and how it can also be a challenge. But I don't want to try and do that here and figure all that out and put a bunch of time into it. So what I think I've decided is, as far as race goes, I am between being a wood elf, which gives you a plus two to dexterity and a plus one to wisdom, or a human, which allows us to add plus two to anything, right? Is that is that what what's their variant? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you can blah, blah, blah. choose either a feature or a plus one to a stat or plus two to a stat. Yeah, so two different ability scores of your choice increased by one. Um, and you gain a proficiency. Um, what are your, what's your pitch? What are you leaning towards? Human. That's it? That's all you got? That's all I got. Nothing else to also push? Just lean into your Sherlock Holmes, the Slaric. Just be a human. I know it's like boring, but there's a reason they're cool or good. See, the thing though is like, you're, you're, the fact that you use Slaric as well makes me want to like, just go with the, with it. but like <laughs> so so essentially we're saying what that would give us then for a human is, is uh, we can give a two different ability scores of your choice increased by one so we could increase both uh wisdom and constitution making it 10 right and yep. so he could be kind of weak you'd have average and other things whereas if we go with wood elf wisdom would go up by one to 10 con would still stay low and his decks would go up to 12 um elves live longer so i just a human will also be more well assuming that the child that's possessed is a human child they'd be more inclined to care you can care about children of different races i know but i mean yeah i agree that's correct <laughs> but sometimes in D certain races don't like each other might not give a shit sure but yes. i'm just saying you don't have to play this character that way my thing I think the the reason I say the elves live longer could be cool is because that could then be a thing we go into where it's like, oh, he lives for, you know, potentially 700 years. So this seeking of knowledge, he could be super fucking old. He could be this really old Slaric that has now just been trying to find all of these answers and these things that he's been seeking out. Um, or maybe the humans trying to find eternal life. That's that's when you we just did that last week. <laughs> With with your wizard. Oh yeah, but he's an evil. Sure. Then make um, a goddamn decision. Grr. I'm going wood elf. Fine, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going wood elf, so he's not going to be that constitution heavy. Um, sorry, it is what it is. <laughs> Hashtag sorry. Um, he will be hard, a little bit more difficult to hit. Um. So that means he gets a plus one to wisdom and a plus two to dex. Um, but also with that, you have proficiency in long sword, short sword. And, okay, that's fine, whatever. But fleet of foot, you can move faster. You move 35 feet. And also you can attempt to hide even in lightly obscured foliage uh, in heavy rain, falling snow, mist, or blah, blah, blah. Because wood elves are actually like darker brown skinned like uh Kind of like creatures. the woods. Yes, like the wow. woods. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> probably why they're called that. Shut up. God damn. You're the worst. Um, 
So yes, I like that, and also it means they can they live much longer. Like I said, um, any elf typically claims adulthood at an adult age around a hundred, um, and can live to be seven hundred and fifty years old. Um, they're usually five to six feet tall. Your size is medium. They have dark vision. They have fey ancestry. Uh, trance. They also don't need to sleep. They can just instead meditate for about four hours a day and recover the same things. Um, and yeah, your proficiency in perception. Wait, where and, do we see that they get a plus to dex? Um, so ability score, elf features at the very top. Ability score increase your dexterity score increases by two. At the oh, very, so that's just for elf. Okay, that's that makes for sense. any elf. About that. Any any elf at all gets a plus two to dex. Yep. Okay. Cool. So. Okay. Cool. So now, when looking at where what this character is, they are a wood elf that is not very strong and not very thick constitution wise right so like as far as what is the tomato thing oh i don't remember that shit okay okay great awesome so so useful let's go to simple language for stats i have a different one though you want me to read you another one that i saw online sure let me pull it up on my phone so what are you asking me repeat the question constitution when i'm saying they have a nine constitution what does that mean okay because I, I was understand. Gonna, I was gonna read the. Are you just filling? You're filling time. That's that's what you're doing. <laughs> I found something really cool that might make more sense than just the tomatoes. When you say um, found, does that mean you actually currently have it pulled up now? Or I have it right just... now. Yep. Okay, there it is. Go. So strength, being able to crush it at the gym. Dexterity, being able to ride the bus, no hands while using my phone. Constitution, <laughs> being able to go the whole shift without a coffee. Intelligence, knowing what I'm talking about. Wisdom, knowing when to talk. Charisma, talking to you. Hey, baby. <laughs> okay, so our guy definitely needs some coffee then. He's not... Because <laughs> what I was going to say is for constitution of, of a nine, says easily winded and capable of a full day's labor. so Or full day's hard labor. So, gotcha. yes. Not exactly. Can't go long. Di- so, it doesn't even necessarily mean that he's, like, sickly. Just means, you know, overall gets tired easily um but with a dex now increased all the way up to a 12 that makes it dex and charisma are his highest stats which essentially then in comparison means for charisma of 12 means mildly interesting knows what to say to the right people and then a dex of 12 means ability uh, able to often hit large targets so they're very nimble easy to kind of move around and again as far as like cleric kind of goes he's going to be more I don't know in the back anyways and he's not going to be trying to crush and or kill anything with his strength that's amazing you weren't paying attention <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry i pulled out my phone to show you something and i can't i'm addicted i have a millennial problem with my cell phone mm-hmm. and i saw mm-hmm. i had a notification even though i have it on do not disturb mm-hmm. so i read said notification and i'm sorry we're gonna have an intervention for you <laughs> um but anyways cool so yes so that's where we got that's where we're at let's start figuring out this <laughs> character and all of their how all of their stats and things overlap and oh my god so much your character's cool. always so goddamn complicated how what is complicated about this <laughs> <laughs> so uh my wife and i we drove up to the upper peninsula and Whoa. we listened to what? What does that mean to do with my my slayer? I'm telling you right now. Ah. Also, I'm just and jealous. we listened to two of our episodes, and one of them okay. was the episode, our celebration episode, episode eleven with Croyla. Croyla, yeah. And there was last so elf much. we made. 
You did so much. You're like, I want to randomize this. I want to randomize this. I want to randomize this. And it's like, oh my God. Are you saying, I'm I'm waiting for the point here. (laughs) I don't like you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's really the trajectory of this podcast is the demise of our friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you saying I randomized too much this week? Because I feel like you could have an argument there. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just complaining because I don't want to use my brain. Um, okay, sorry. so what, we're at the point in the show where we have to connect these dots, right? Oh, wait, we're doing a show? No. <laughs> yes, we need to start connecting all of these dots. We've put dots, some would say a scatter chart, a scatter plot, a chart, Jackson Pollock. Um, <laughs> just There's a bunch of things, and we need to start connecting them. I okay. think there is a, a line here, um, and especially now with having the, the wood elf, I think that opens us up to, again, time is not necessarily a thing for this individual and they could be a hundred years old which means they're just now coming into adulthood or they could be even older and they are seeking items as well as knowledge for these items okay awesome so is age where you want to start or what how do you want to start breaking this down well i want to go first thing that jumps out to you that makes you think i want to figure this out i want to go with the one thing that seems like it doesn't fit with everything else i want to start with that one and figure out what that where they go from there Okay, what is that thing? The motivation? Is that what you feel like it is? Because that's what I feel like it is. I feel like the motivation of destroy a demon that has possessed the body of a small child without killing the child. Yeah. So, I have a potential answer that I think could be cool. What if said child is their child? Okay. And what leads them down this path of wanting to find items and find things and seek knowledge and healing and all this stuff of clerics is they get some kind of vision of some sort of healing item of some sort that can remove the demon and or extract it and they need to go find it okay it could be these gloves (laughs) i don't i don't know if i necessarily want to do that i think these gloves could just maybe be like again he is drawn to Whichever knowledge god, because I don't want to give a god to this because every, every DM's pantheon is a little different. And so I don't want it to be specifically like, oh, it is this god and or goddess of knowledge. Like, okay. I'll leave that open to whoever. But I think maybe the gloves are given to them when they are essentially brought Going in. out on this journey? Yes. When the, this temple and or these other worshiping clerics are like, yes, you are accepted in here. You have gone through the training. Here are your gloves. Go forth. Find these items. Find these things of immense knowledge that exists throughout time blah 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 or whatever okay. and that that's what at least my thought of the motivation maybe their their motivation is going out to save their own child and they need to find this item to bring back um to remove it from them what are your thoughts okay i like that actually um and i also the reason so i always try to think of a big reveal within a campaign with your, mm-hmm. with your character so I typically, when you when you first said that to me, I was trying to think of a counter to that. Because I'm like, oh, it's kind of easy. Make it in your own kid. Like, that's just, it's sure. an easy plot. However, then I thought of it from the, the aspect of revealing that to your co-player and the people in your adventurer. Like, you can just tell your adventuring group, like, there's a child that's sick. They're possessed. And I need to help them. And, like, and like most people would get behind that. They're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. We need to help this child. But then later on, the group finds out, like, it's your child. Yeah. That adds a, a whole much... Well, that's a bunch of weight to that. And what I was even going to say is this, if again, we're kind of going in, you know, the Sherlock Holmes type area, I think this, this person potentially doesn't even say what this item is going to be used for. I think it slowly is revealed. I agree with you, but I'm going to go even one step back and being like, 
they need to find this thing for their temple, for their church, and blah, blah, blah. And the more you get to know them, potentially it okay. comes out. It's like, oh, it's to save a kid. Oh, yeah. it's to save. And then it just slowly gets revealed out of that. Because I think what we can even do here again with this character and like how we started this episode to not have too epic of a backstory to begin with why are they a level one cleric well because maybe they just decided to become a cleric maybe they were a detective first and that's all that that's that's what their normal job and all of this shit was and then yeah, once since they can hide in bushes and shit really easily yes he just carries around a pocket bush which yep. he just throws out pocket bush and hides it <laughs> um, and helps barry catch his wife <laughs> oh dude oh okay <laughs> calm down calm down we're getting we're getting excited things are starting to click um but what i'm saying is like so he initially is a sleuth and detective and then he gets the cleric part once his own child gets taken over by this demon and then he you know goes to the church and through all of his like i don't know sleuthing and he's aware of this church and so they're like okay well we need uh like and so again what makes him a dozer is like maybe he he did some other sorts of um detective work on the side that would be you know following people solving things blah blah blah, whatever kind of private eye-esque and that they specifically say well what we could use you for here is we we are a, a temple and worship a goddess of knowledge and so there are these lost items out there or things of tomes and things please go find them for us specifically now find items specifically find okay. these things and use your abilities for that um i don't have a counter argument to that yeah i think that's cool um and again as far as the, whatever god it is whatever god of knowledge in your dm's pantheon just have it be that one because I, I don't think his main thing is that god right it's just kind of a coincidence that it's like okay yeah cool no i can fine thank you i will worship this god and i think maybe it could come to them in a dream right like or in some way they go and pray to this god at some point and they're like yes my child i will help you like find these items for me and bring them back and blah blah, blah. and they're like all right cool you're in the gang here's these gloves <laughs> so the gloves of healing okay gloves of healing are given after becoming yep. a cleric yep Our, uh, uh becoming a cleric of this knowledge god um and then the one thing I would even say is I think he pisses someone off and they sick this demon on their kid. Ooh. I think he, he spies and or gets somebody caught or does something. Oh, dude. So this isn't okay. This might be the point where we're getting a little too into uh, epic of a backstory. But Rakshasas are fun. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what, I'm not saying he beats a Rakshasa, but what if he outs a Rakshasa? Because Rakshasa's whole things are they hide in plain sight. Rakshasa. They just Rakshasa. You have to do the spirit fingers of it. Rakshasa. No reviews. You are the worst. It's jazz um, hands, not spirit fingers. What's the matter with you? These aren't spirit fingers. <laughs> these are spirit fingers. Um, but so I don't think he fights a Rakshasa. But Rakshasa is again trying to blend in and raise. Put your phone away. I'm playing with my dice. I'm listening oh, to you. I'm not reading okay. anything else. Okay, sorry. If I'm not reading, early. I can listen. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> he he could out him, right? If he's like, if this Rakshasa has built up this huge organization and is the head of this thing, like if he then becomes a detective, it's like, oh my god, this is a demon. This guy is a demon and a Rakshasa. It doesn't necessarily means that the Rakshasa is killed, but it means that everyone now knows he's a demon, which is like, fuck, I gotta go. I gotta, I can't just still be here and be a demon. Everyone's gonna come after me now. So he could then sick one of his lower demons after him and have it possess his kid. I don't think that's too OP. I think that's, it's, I think maybe he was just getting on the trail. Maybe he didn't actually like uncover it verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. 
but was getting on his trail. So the Rakshasha, maybe even without him knowing, dips out. And then his kid, at the same time that the Rakshasha leaves the town or whatever, then his kid gets sick or whatever. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, um, he could even, he could even be like, he doesn't know it's a Rakshasa, right? He just yeah. knows he's, he's going, he's like, he's, he's done some shit with like other, the, the, the hells. He's working with different planes and stuff. He's bad for this city, bad for uh, like our organization. And it could be this big elven city, right? Maybe he's from uh, a, a place of, I don't know, elven nobility. And so he's just like trying to, weed out the crime syndicate that's there and then as he's okay. getting closer to this crime boss the crime boss leaves before he finds out what he is and then his kid gets possessed and oh imagine how fucked up of a scene that is that just one day at like dinner your kid starts talking to you about your work and it's just like oh yeah dad how are you looking at this and well maybe you should stop and all this and then just like his eyes start turning red or there's something or like just starts like turning into this way of like what the fuck is wrong with you and it's yeah. just like oh Oh man, that'd be fucked. Um, so that's you want to make that. I'm I'm starting yeah. to type it, so I'm solidifying yeah. it. Yes, I like that. <laughs> and and again, I think as far as like whether your character or not knows that's your whether your character knows it's a Rakshasa or not is up to you in the DM. Um, because Rakshasas are big bads. They're they're things that are not easy to take on. They're they're fun to play with as a DM. I like I, I like the idea of having one in, in involved because it, it, it again they're what they're trying to do, their motivation is one. It's a more unique one. It's more within like a city in an urban environment where it's like, you know, dragons, cool. They're hoarding stuff and blah, 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 and all this and beholders. And like, they have very specific things. Rakshasas can have an array of different goals and things that they're yeah. trying to do. Um, and they're not always necessarily evil, but they are always demons. <laughs> so yeah. So that, I think that's fun. And I like that hook. Um, and then, do we want to play with this pansy feature? The the idea no. that he has blackmail over someone. No, you don't want to tie that into anything. I mean, I just I don't think it requires a lot of um, consideration. I think you just pick sure. one yeah. thing. Okay, it's just like he well, he he knows a hotel person, or he knows that Barry's wife is sleeping on it with her. <laughs> so Barry's Barry's wife is like, you always have to give this guy uh, a free room. <laughs> I was I was just even gonna say. I was just trying to look at different allies and organizations, right? Because at this point, we have definitely the church or the temple that he, whatever the, the he worships, um, that would offer him some kind of aid or assistance. And so I was trying to think and build out, okay, what is his potential detective agency like place where he has some sort of connections? And I was like, well, like, would he have an assistant or someone that works there? And that's what reminded me of the pansy. And I was like, okay, well, what what would that be like? Because I would even. I don't know. Just be curious if he has a Watson <laughs> or somebody that he did. Work I don't with. think it's a Watson because Watson was yeah. his, was Sherlock's friend. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's a note for the DM. Something okay. for the DM because it's not super important. I think it's yeah. something that the DM and the player can decide together. Who is one person that I've got blackmail on that will do my group favors whenever we're in his his or her town? Yeah. You know, simple thing. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think he just kind of works alone, right? I think, like, his whole thing was, he like, to your point, he was really good at being able to blend in and kind of, like, just be quiet and, and hide into the background of people because um, he's not very formidable looking. He is kind of just, you know, reserved. Um, yeah. And he, he's got a pretty good charisma so that he can, you know, talk his way into and or out of situations. Um, do you and think that's and why he believes that um... – do you think that's why he believes that he always has a plan for what to do when things go wrong based yeah. on his charisma? Yeah. Um, okay. 
So yeah, so let's let's look through each one of the the things we've brought and or rolled on. The gloves, figure that out, and also the cleric, uh, the personality trait. I always have a plan for what to do when things go wrong. I mean, yeah, I mean e- even even this whole his main motivation now and 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 diving off point of going to find these items. He had a plan. He instantly knew. He's like, okay, I need to figure this out. I need to figure out how to save my kid. Right? Maybe it took mm-hmm. him a, a little bit of time, but he he worked through a way of like, I need to go find this item. This I, yeah. whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know what what it is but i think it fits that the church would know and again that's a note for the dm whatever thing he's going to try and find maybe the item itself doesn't remove the demon but maybe the church is asking him to do it and then they'll remove the demon from him right from his kid yes like a, okay like a favor like a trade yeah so like in in fair like oh you are you know a detective we can use your services also like you know you could be useful here as an item finder you know and removing a demon costs things so go find stuff for us and we can do it um, up to you. If you want to have an item like that, could be fun for it to be an item that removes demons, um, or it could just be a spell that the church will trade. Um, so that's the motivation. Uh, the background of a dozer item finder. I think that's the position he ends up doing for the church is like yep. he, he can seek out items, kind of like Indiana Jones esque detective thing. Um, <laughs> the subclass is knowledge domain. So that, that makes goes sense. down to the cleric. Uh, personality trait. You like to. Uh, contemplate everything you encounter with careful thought. That's just how you play him, right? He's just a yep. very observant person, reckless to solve a crime. You may need to commit a crime. I think, yeah, that's totally like he's not uh, against breaking in somewhere to achieve what he needs to do. Um, yeah. And, and I then, think, I mean, it's just like uh, fucking any other badass movie, like Equalizer or not Equalizer, Man on Fire. You know, like sure, yeah, but that's for even though that even though that kid he's trying to find isn't his direct kid it's like for you're sure. gonna do anything for your kid it's just that the parenthood yeah. you know yeah. of and do well, anything and, and that's where it's like i think because the thing too is like this the removing of this demon has an end point right i don't think this is the whole campaign thing i think this is a part of it and at some point and then you have to move on so like i think this idea of the recklessness isn't just this one area isn't just this one motivation but it's amplified by this right it is amplified okay. by the fact that yeah of course i will do anything to do this to save my kid um so there's that but also like in a normal situation he's not afraid of like he's able to talk his way out of situations with law enforcement i would i would say um so yes and then the other thing is when we say his next thing is his bond right my badge of office is more important than anyone else i i don't think that's the the temple or the the cleric part of him i think that's maybe like his actual detective agency so badge of office is like that's i just think it's his reputation yes exactly so that's where it's like i think maybe he's a little well known well known but people in town are aware of Of his abilities yes of him being able to find things for people um so like i think above all else he i mean and this is where it's like we can just change this to be he will get the job done no matter what, yeah. no matter who he has to cross and or hurt and or uh, join, potentially even, it doesn't matter, right? So above all else, he will find what he is looking for, no matter what bridges he burns or allies he has to make, even if they're bad. Um, yep. Cool. And then the flaw, I can easily be persuaded by gold. Um, how do you think, I mean, do you, how I think, do you think that would just... I th- so I mean, gold's necessary to buy things. Sure, uh, you need it to get you know gear and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, 
I think I just think that he can be talked into putting his main quest on the side for a little bit to go on a side quest because he knows going on said side quest will help him progress his main quest. Because that's and what I was going to say is this flaw feels like it could completely contradict his bond. Yeah. But it's still, it still could be his reputation. Like, you've got to get, like, you, you know, if you're good at something, never do it for free. So someone approaches him, okay, sure. you do this. Like, all right, sweet, how much are you offer me? And if it's not enough gold, he's not going to be persuaded. Okay. Because okay, it's yes. not going to help his main quest. I like that. So that's that's what it is. It is it is not, so so uh, most clerics are like, oh, I'll do it for good. Do it for the, the righteousness of this and this and good over evil. His is not that. His yeah. is very much, I'll do it, but you need to pay me. I yeah. need money for this. I'm not doing this not for money. It is very much that Joker line. But if you're good at something, never do it for free. It yep. is 100%. I love that. So and how- that makes sense because even though this character is a cleric, we've established that they were not born a cleric. This person was not born into this church, and it's something that they've been preached to their entire lives. Yeah. They went through like a training or, or a regiment to learn to try to save their kid. And that's yes. how they became a cleric. Yeah. And so... I, I like that because I think how that becomes a flaw is if there is somebody that is, you know, lawful good in your group. And they're like, oh, we need to save this village. It's like, what are we going to get out of it? What, what, what? I mean, sure. Wow, cool. We saved this small ass village. But like, how does it help us? What are we able, like, we need something back. If some of, one of us dies, what was it for? Like, yeah. we need, we need re- compensation for this. Because again, his main thing is, like you said, his main quest, his main uh, thing that he can get done and maybe even that's the thing like the motivation to destroy this demon maybe the church just says we need this many diamonds or we need this much to be able to perform this ritual so it's like okay gold give me all the gold yep. yeah. and like I, I think above all else he wants to advance his career and save his child um, as a cleric. <laughs> um, I'm shaking my head dope I think this is cool um, so how old do we want to say our our character is because he's an adult so he's over a hundred he has a kid so old sure but again i think that could just mean what so when when he grew up his dad was maybe for us like it's old like i'm a human sure so like (laughs) i don't want to live to be a hundred so if we say he's like 200 years old he had you know a kid like 20 years ago so his kids like and and he's a kid in that like he's grown but he's still like impressionable and so that's why okay. the demon was able to take over him easily. And so, I th- yeah, so let's say he's 220. Um, he's been a, a good sleuth-like detective for about 100 years. I'm going to say he's 2,020 years old. Get out. <laughs> 2020 is a year we will all forget. We don't want to remember it. It was bad. Nothing happened. Look away. <laughs> no. he's. We're going to make uh, him 2021 because hopefully that's better. That's... No, yeah, hopefully it's better. That's way too... You realize that's thousands, right? Yeah. 2021. Yeah, oh. So. You're right. I hear I hear you. I hear you. See, I thought this started as a joke. I thought... And then I saw on your face that you were making like a... I was like, that's way too old. That's way, way too old, sir. Um, So he's 221. Yep. Glad, glad we specified that. Um, And he's been at least a sleuth detective for about a hundred years or so um has a family maybe he does he have other kids too potentially like maybe i'll leave that to you like if, if you as a person want to color that out figure out what the family kind of is maybe his kids are half elves maybe he's married to a human right and so he, he married a human and 
Ooh, ooh, yeah. What if he married a human and the wife is older, right? They've been married for a couple decades, and so she's aging and going to pass away, and he wants to make sure that he saves his kid before his wife dies, so she can, you know, see that this happens all right. That he that he will not be possessed any longer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little. Eh, that's too much. Why? Because I say so. Oh, I, I mean, I guess if that, that that's fair. I mean, it gives you a timeline to it, right? If they've been married for 50 years, the kid's, you know, 20-something or whatever, 30-something. Just Maybe. Put it out there. If you want it, you can use it. I would yep. use it. I'm not it writing you it time. Put it. Put has old wife. Old human wife. <laughs> My wife. Old, his old ball and chain. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I just put that his kid's a half-elf. Can you put that? I'm asking how old is his wife? How many kids does he have? Good. Is his Good. wife an elf? Also, I could type all of this too. I'm in the same. Time, so. No, you're the one talking. I am. I am the talker. Um. Okay. Cool. So I think the we last need thing a name is a, and alignment and appearance. I mean, we, for appearance, I like that you just written down not very formidable. That's because you said that. I did. I also said I he picked has, up on it, so I wrote it down. He has darker brown skin. Uh, I would say he's probably like five eight, right? You know, not oh, see way. Hundred and sixteen pounds. That's so light. Very light. He's an elf. Yeah, they're not very. I mean, I guess, but I feel like even for an elf at five eight, one hundred and fifteen pounds. Fine. Move decrepit. One hundred and fifty one pounds. That might be too fat. I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna punch you right in the face. Because uh, his elves range from under five to over six feet tall. Your build is slender. They have slender builds. Yeah. Anyways, so I think he also has very dark, very dark black hair that um he keeps like in a ponytail. I think he has like 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 a oh no 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 like crew cut crew cut like nicely shaved like kind of uh very thin on the sides, very low on the sides, and kind of like. A little longer okay. on the top, um, and uh, what else? What else do we got? That's not a crew cut, but you, okay. You, shut up. <laughs> um, I think he dresses very well. I think he has has the gloves, and I think they go with what he's wearing. So I think he has some stuff from the temple, um, whatever the god is. Um, he obviously has some armor uh, from there that is nice. It, he he. That's so whites and blues, right? Yes, whites and blues, and he 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 very much understands that his appearance is just as important as anything else that is going on because he needs to be able to come across as somebody that knows what they're doing. So like he he dresses in very fine robes and essentially okay. armor and stuff, and and presents himself very well and carries himself as somebody that knows what they're doing and talking about. So he kind of wears like it's not a suit, but I'm trying to think of the fantasy equivalent. It's just like very nice robes it's very nice clothes yep. i don't think he'd wear robes he's sneaking around and shit robes get in the way it's like having a cape in the incredibles never wear a cape no capes okay no fine capes. no capes um so it's heavy armor we'll color eyes i'm i'm we're, we're done with the clothes clothes figured out <laughs> i like the clothes i want to focus on the clothes um i want to say his eyes are a bright blue bright blue eyes beautiful and what else is on our character sheet that we usually forget to talk about? <laughs> um, 
I'm trying to think if he has any like defining features outside of that or things he likes to like carry or like does he have a magnifying glass? Um, does he? I, no, I don't think he does. Um, ooh, what if he has a monocle? He's got a monocle though. Why? He's got a mo- because intrigue. <laughs> He's got one monocle. Um, we can't and- have two. That would just be glasses. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm just done. Yeah, of course that makes makes sense. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that broke me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. I think it's because that's something I would fucking say. <laughs> and like as soon as you said it, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, of course. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so he has one monocle. <laughs> Gonna emphasize again, one <laughs> one. Um, mono, monocle. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Okay, alignment. We've got chaotic. Kind of chaotic. Are they? I don't think he's good, but he's also not evil. So I think it's just neutral. Like, yeah, chaotic neutral. <laughs> now, what's their name? Um, Herlock Sholmes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I want to go with the name of hang on gosh dang hanging hanging on hanging on hanging on um nope i know i know that's wrong um i'm trying to find the name of who i've been ah okay i want him to be named uh uh benoit Benoit. Benoit. Is that not the name of the goalie from the Avalanche? No. That's Wah. Patrick Wah. Oh, it's Patrick? Yeah, it's Patrick Wah. Okay, but it's um, Wah. Yes. I want it to be kind of French. I want it to be, um, so like Benoit. Am I spelling it R-O-I? B-E-N-O-I-T. Okay. Benoit. Let's say Benoit Bode Benoit Bodois. Wait, how'd you spell it? I'm sorry. B E N O I T. Oh, so that's oh the Benoit is the first name. Yes. I yes. thought we were making it two separate no, names because no, no, the no. hockey player. First nope. and last name. Benoit Bodois is his name. Oh my god, it's so dumb. Yep. How are you spelling Bodois? I don't know. Uh B E U D E U. No, it's is that is, I'll that work? do it. <laughs> Benoit Bode. Benoit Bodois. I'm Detective Bodois. Bodois. I'm I'm Slerick. I'm Slerick Bodois. <laughs> the Slerick doesn't work with the bees. Um. Yeah. Okay. Is that cool. It? Uh, we got our chaotic neutral cleric that is a sleuth that is named Benoit Bodois. And he is very elegant. That is, yeah, I like this. Also, they're a stereotypical pompous Frenchman. Yes. Is that a hot take? Do French, the French people know they're pompous? Well, there goes all of our French audience. Thanks. 
just when we were trying to expand into the French market and or even some of Montreal because they like to think they're kind of French. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, all French people who I just insulted, I would love to hear what your stereotypes of Americans are because I'm sure they're great and true. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Are we good to get into <laughs> role-playing this out now for Benoit Baudois? I don't like the W. No. It's not, it's not a... We'll figure out how to spell it. It's not with no, a No, there's a... Dude... It's a W. In any kind of French spelling, I don't think there's a W. I don't give a shit. Did you take French in high school? Did you take did a you? language in high school? I did because I had to. I was in but, freshman Spanish my senior year, and I hated it. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> I took German. Porque, porque. <laughs> Do you know what that means? No. Why? Why? <laughs> Anyways, um, we'll figure out how to spell that later. No, we're gonna spell it That's how not, it sounds, so that anyone no, who picks this up will know no, how to pronounce it. There's a yeah, Okay, how do you spell bow? B o e. No. But b o. No. How do you spell bow? B-E-U, or B-E... No. There, that's that's how Bo is spelled. There's I don't care. This is so d- dumb. That's not even also right. I'm, you have me so flustered and mad that I can't even... Oh, my W? Yes. What are you on, Wheel of Fortune? Maybe. <laughs> B-A-E? No, that's Bay. What the... Oh. Yeah, Bay. <laughs> Why am I so upset right now? How do you the spell only way Bo? I'd let you get rid of the W is if we spelled it like the wine, like Bordeaux. So it'd be like E A U is how it would end. B E A U. B E A U is how you spell bow. In French? Yes. Who cares? I'm American. Oh. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. B E A U. Dois. No. Yeah. That's they're still how you okay, how do you get rid of the W? Let me B E A U D W A. Hang on. Bow? I'll change the B E A U for you, Bo- but they're still gonna they're, the per- purpose like that. of this tangent is Bo- gonna be a w. No. Yeah. Even even the the name Wa. Do you know how it's spelled? Patrick Wa. Yeah, it's like Y O U or something like that. Nope, it's R O W. That's right. R O Y R O Y. It's R O Y. It's no W. <laughs> I was getting ahead of myself. You have me angry. <laughs> it is R O Y, and he pronounces it Wa. So, like, yeah, so Baudois, that's how we're going to do it. B-E-A-U-D-O-Y. Baudois. Can I edit contact? Where's ban? Baudois. That's how it's spelled. Get your fucking W out of here. This bullshit. I'm fancy, damn it. What Benoit Baudois. I don't know. I copied it from the interwebs. Oh, my God. You're such a child. That's how his name is spelled. So, just in, to recap. <laughs> for anyone that's we're not listening. recapping this is why no. we don't do names live because they take forever they, only when someone's trying to throw a w in there <laughs> <laughs> benoit baudois fine he, he fancy that's not right you're it's a it's a name i can make it be whatever i want the baudois family dates back eons eons of what else <laughs> the baudois <laughs> i'm excited to hear about it in our role play <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. Let's get let's get to that. We find ourselves once again at the CD Tavern. Um, 
I mean, I feel like we're getting pretty good at describing this place. Uh, it's got, you know, you walk in and the first thing you see is a bar. Um, and then there's a couple of circular tables throughout. Um, off to your right, I would imagine, is a where the stairs begin that bring you up to the second floor, which is where most of the bedrooms are. You can see the bedrooms from the entrance. There's a railing. Some people hang out up there just looking over the bar, people watching, you know, whatever. There's a couple of small uh, stools and tabletops up there for people to hang out. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's 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 a modest bar. You know, nothing too crazy about it. Um, and there's a little gnome working behind the bar today. It was expected to be a little slower, um, but it's a little busier than the gnome can kind of handle. Uh, he's got to drag a stool back and forth to pour ale back to the customer, climb back up the stool, come back down, you know. But he's he loves it. He's having a good time. And in walks uh, this wood elf. What, what do you do? Benoit just kind of opens the door and just kind of slowly makes his way inside, not trying to make too much of a of a scene. And he just kind of looks around, sees the people that are there, and uh, slowly tries to make his way around to the opposite side of the bar that looks the least busy and kind of just leans on top of the bar looking over at Terrence, or I'm assuming this is Terrence. It's a gnome. Looks over at the gnome, who he is expecting, Terrence, and just stares at him, waiting to get his attention. Not not trying to gesture in any way, just kind of holding the position, knowing if he if he holds it long enough and just trains his eyes on him, he'll look over. Eventually, being the good bartender, despite his size, that Terrence is, because it's Terrence, <laughs> he notices Benoit. And drags his stool on over, climbs on up, and goes, oh, Ben, what? Can I call you Ben? I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Ben's fine. Ben was just a mouthful, and he'd been climbing up down the stool for a little while. Yeah, no, Terrence, I, we go far back enough that you can call me Ben. I don't mind. Good. Uh, that's what I hoped. I just wanted to, you know, it's never too late to ask if it's okay. Yeah, no, but I don't think. Why don't you just have multiple stools here? You know, because then where am I going to keep them when normal-sized people are behind the bar? They'd just be in the way. Terrence, this is your establishment. I feel like you should be uh, able to do whatever makes you the most comfortable. If they're going to be working back there. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to run your bar. I just know in my bureau, it's my place of work, and I like to make sure... It's comfortable for me. You just seem to be uh, breaking a sweat. It helps me get my steps in. And my climbs in. You know, I'm uh, a... And my drags in. You do you, Terrence. Whatever you feel like makes you the most effective <laughs> at your line of work. So what can I help you with today? I gave I gave Barry your card the other day. I think he needs some help looking into something. But he didn't really specify what. Well, I don't know. Did he know. reach out to you? Well, I'm I haven't been much back at the at the bureau as of lately. I've been uh huh. occupied with some other personal matters, which actually is why I'm kind of here myself. I see I'm still <clears throat> you know I'll be able to help Barry when 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 the time comes. If he if he swings by and you know, I I owe you. So I don't I wouldn't mind uh 
sending him a little bit of a discount to help him with whatever it is he needs. But uh, for the foreseeable future, I'm actually shifting uh, my attention. <clears throat> and he kind of fixes his robes a little bit and like shows that he's wearing some heavier armor underneath. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, I've partnered up with the temple in town for uh, well to make me a little bit more effective. Oh, in, uh, it is what it is. Yes, I'm. I'm well doing a little bit of Lord's work <laughs> and uh, <laughs> become a become a cleric, and uh, actually need to head out of town for a little bit. So, uh, oh, you're it, gonna head out head out of town? Yeah, and uh, that's why I've come here because uh, you know I've, I've I've found some interesting people here at your tavern when uh, the time's been uh, in my line of work in the past. Some shady people, you know. I'm sure you you remember the people who've come through here as well as some. Oh, just... we we had the shadiest person come through here last week. He scared the new boy that I hired practically to death. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Well, well that's he's really interested in graveyards. Really creepy. That's never really a good sign, is it? When someone's trying to figure out more about the dead. <laughs> Uh, but 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 nevertheless, I digress. I'm I'm here because I'm trying to well, I guess put a some kind of troop together of some sort to head out with me. I need to do well my clerical duties and start uh, helping out the temple. And the you're first... looking for a group, an adventuring group? Yeah, you know, it's the first for everything. And in my yeah. 200 years, it's uh... I thought you preferred to work alone. Oh, you know I do. You know I do. But. Uh, I'm also not stupid. I know any time I'm going to have to head out of this city. I, I'm not exactly the most <laughs> threatening of individuals. So I feel like it would be nice to have uh, a little bit of muscle. A little bit of some meat that I can have put out in front of me. That I, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I got got these here fancy healing gloves. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> Those that, are uh, fancy. Are those new? Yeah, that came from the temple, and uh, frankly, I had to re had to purchase a whole new outfit to go along with them because it didn't really quite go with uh, any of the darker tones that I originally had. But you know, it is what it is, and uh, I gotta yeah, be you're gonna you're gonna stand out at night now. You can't be peeping in people's windows to figure out what they're hiding. Oh, now Terry, that was never you, when you put it like that. I don't want people thinking I'm any sort of a Peeping Tom. Uh, oh, yeah. That was all no. for work. Was yeah, like, sorry. I didn't mean that to come across that way, but you're right. It probably would if someone was listening. <laughs> sorry. Someone's always listening, Terrence. I think you should know that, especially in your, in your tavern. There's always... He just kind of looks around. There's always people. There's always uh, wandering ears, which, <clears throat> you know. Uh, but I'm sorry. I don't mean to beleaguer you with my tales of what I have happening, but if you wouldn't mind getting me an ale, it is a little bit warm underneath all of uh, this new armor, so... Yeah, for sure. I'll be right back. Climbs down off the stool, drags it over to the pour spout, starts pouring you an ale, then eventually drags the stool back over and climbs up with the ale, and here you go. I swear, you're going to start flying back there, rubbing all that wood against the wood and the ground. <laughs> uh, I think there's divots now. Pretty soon I can probably just put wheels on the stool and push it. That would probably be mind as well. It would stay on track. Oh, why not? You could. Do, oh, have you ever? Okay, so at the temple down here, they have this magnificent library, right? And it is just ceiling 
the, the shelves go up to the ceiling of books. Huh. And they have a thing. That's so tall. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but, but what I was getting to here is they have a ladder, right? That they can, that climbs all the way up to the top of these books. And the shelves line all of the walls. And the ladder is actually on one of those track like things where it will roll all the way along the wall with, uh, huh. uh, with all the books. So I'm just saying if there was a. Uh, you know the smithy here in town. I'm sure he wouldn't mind trying to build something like that for you. If you, <laughs> you have the currency of which so many people here are interested, and that is alcohol. If you potentially just tried to even just trade him with a open tab, he might be willing to work or something. That's a good idea. Put something together like that. I'll keep that in mind. Thanks for the passing advice. Yeah, and I mean, if it's just a little ladder too, it won't take up as much room. Uh, who knows? Yeah, but uh. Anyways, uh, back to why uh, I'm here, Katsu. Yeah, so you're looking for people, huh? Yeah, is there anyone here that has at least come through recently or is talking about uh, wanting to kind of head out in a certain direction or even, I mean, I guess I guess I could throw some gold around, try and find some work, but I'd rather really they be invested in uh, finding this this item that the temple's sending me out to find, and that in itself could be a reward. I don't know. Well, you know, there's always people coming and going, and huh, trying to think if anyone has recently brought up any adventure in. Um, well, I mean, you know, either. I mean, I've been looking at this table over off in the the corner over there. They seem like they're up to something. I don't know. I haven't walked uh, over there, but uh, I I'm I talking about that table that uh, has those two. Uh, I don't know. I got one. Is that a half orc? I think so. Has the hood. server the ser- server working today? Uh, I forget her name. She's new, and I'm not very good with names. But um, she uh, she says every time she approaches that they're quiet. They they get hush. So I feel like they're talking about something. Yeah, you can usually no. you can usually talk yourself in and out of situations, so I don't know. It might be a lead over there. Yeah, no, I definitely between them, and then I mean, there's also that booth on the other side of the table that's got those three halflings at it that don't. I mean, they just look rowdy, but uh, they look like they could hold their own. But um, no, 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 no. I definitely I can approach. I guess this is what I got to do now, right? Got to be friendly with people and not to just try and figure them out. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, well, wish me luck. He throws back the ale and just kind of puts it down. The liquid courage will help. (laughs) He takes like three steps towards the table and stops. Comes back to the bar. Actually, Terrence, can you you pour me three ales? Oh, yeah. Um, sure. So he gets down off the stool, drags it over to the tap, pours two ales, Pushes the stool back over to you, climbs up and goes, I'll get your other one. Climbs back down, gets an ale, pushes over, blah, blah, blah. Went, wash, rinse, repeat. Here's your three ales. Terrence, I'm to carry two at a time. This this establishment is going to be the death of you. You know that, yeah? It's my life's work, so it only makes sense if it kills me. <laughs> well, as long as you're happy. <laughs> and he grabs the three and then just kind of makes his way over to the table. He he moves kind of just nimbly between all of the tables and then approaches the table and goes, 
Well, hell, gentlemen, I, I seem to have found myself with two extra drinks here, and I do apologize, but I am not great at, uh, well, holding my liquor. And all ales, uh, I, 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 would you mind helping me? Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to turn down a free drink. Well, good. Then and he kind of sets all three down. You mind if I uh, pull up a chair? Maybe to join you for these free drinks. He looks over at his uh, um, dragonborn companion and uh, says, Hmm, I suppose so. I promise I won't... Uh be too much of an inconvenience to you and if you don't like what I'm saying by the end of all these drinks I will kindly leave and then he pulls up a chair and just kind of sits down uh, so the dragonborn says so are you saying you have a proposition oh well I mean I do not mean to think down on any of you but I mean someone approaching with anything free awfully Consistently, we'll want something in return. Hmm. But, 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 I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I approached you because I could not help but notice that you seem to be not really from around here. And, like, the type of people that uh, potentially know their way through the more wild parts of this here uh, world that we live in. I mean, excuse me, I mean, uh, we are just passing through. CD Tavern has quite the reputation, and we planned on leaving tomorrow at sunrise. Well, that it does, that it does. It is, I I, I make my, I call podcasting in my home, Well, and this is, uh, I don't really get to go out too much, but uh, I have found myself in need of uh, potentially leaving these here parts for a little bit. And, uh, well, as you can see, and he just kind of gestures at himself, I'm not really one that would like to find myself alone in the wood with potentially two owlbears, and uh, that would uh, probably end pretty poorly. And I can offer some assistance in the ways of, well, the, the healing work of our Lord. And uh, I would not be opposed to potentially uh, joining you if you were heading in a particular direction that uh, leads me towards some potentially magical item that uh, I have been sent out uh, to retrieve for my temple. So, the Dragonborn says, you're just, if we keep you if we take you with us, you'll keep us alive? Well, you would be a lot more useful to me as somebody moving than as potentially a steel corpse. So it would be in both of our interests for you to continue to breathe. So yes, I would do my darnest to do so. Hmm. What is it that you're trying to accomplish? Well, I need to bring back 
hang on, I have her out here somewhere. <clears throat> and he kind of reaches through his pockets and then pulls out like a sheet of paper and goes, well, kind of went giving a little bit of a, what seems like a, a grocery list for my temple. And uh, I will admit, I'm new to this. And uh, as far as uh, the whole holy side of it, I'm a little bit more of a hmm, insightful type that likes to find things and uh, solve Let's say puzzles. <laughs> and, uh, well, they, they're sending me out here with this whole whole line of things. So, I mean, I guess it depends. I don't know. Like, this, this one here says it's a tome of some sort that was lost in some ruins up mm, the northeast. The northeastern direction uh, from a, an older, older one of their, uh, their temples. Uh, and then there's also this, this I guess, a necklace. Or more of a medallion sort of thing. Some of these are pictures. So he just kind of turns and shows us like hand-drawn illustrations, and then there's just writing, handwriting. It's like it's it's a whole slew of things. And well, I I'm doing it because uh, well, as a new cleric, I guess I get the short end of the stick, and I need something from them, so they need something from me. So, and you're saying that we'd have to come back here. Is that part of our job as well? Ah, well, hopefully by that part, it wouldn't feel so much like something you have to do, but something more so you'd like to do. But yes, we would eventually have to come back this way and uh, turn those things in. And I'm sure uh, there could be some sort of, uh, I'm assuming gold is what uh, persuades you to continue to do what it is what you do, mm. much like myself. The half-orc takes a drink of uh, the ale, a rather big gulp. Wipes off his mouth and just says, uh, What do you think? To the dragonborn. The dragonborn says, Sir, could you give us a moment? Oh, yeah, yes, no, oh, of course. My name is uh, Mr. Bodwine, by the way. And uh, I'll, I'll be right back. He just gets up <laughs> and kind of walks back over towards the bar of Terrence with his half drink of ale. And he mm. goes up to the bar. While you're and when you walk away, the two creatures are talking to each other. The dragonborn says to the half orc, um, "Fig, I'm not sure." Uh, that I trust this person. Yeah. Seems to want to. Seems like he would put up a fuss if he got some blood on his white robes. Little, little too proper, eh? Yes, but we are also heading northeast, and having some one of his healing capabilities would one lighten how much we have to buy here before we leave and two could just well it could never could hurt right yeah I assume you're right so do we go with him do we make him pay us now or is the promise of gold upon delivering these items back to his church enough well I think that having help getting us to accomplish what we need in the Northeast 
This payment's enough. Wouldn't you agree? Huh. Yeah. As long as he doesn't as long as he doesn't get a cut. He's just helping we're helping him and he's helping us, but he doesn't have to know that, right? Precisely. Should I call him back over? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think we're gonna do it. Good. I think that's best. And they, Dragonborn puts a hand in the air, and just gestures you over. Small, subtle, hand movement back in their direction after he makes eye contact with you. Ben's still at the bar and just kind of he sees it, finishes his drink. Puts it back down on the counter. Oh, 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 here. Terry, here, here you go. And just puts it back, and then he fixes his robes and, and makes his way back over to uh, the table. Well, uh, I hope uh, y'all were able to come to some kind of conclusion. Yes, the Dragonborn says. We'll go with you to the Northeast. Well, hell. That's great news. I'm glad that uh, we could come to some kind of agreement with this. And uh, you said that uh, you were planning on leaving tomorrow morning. Is that correct? That's correct. Good. Good, good, good. That that fits in nicely with my timetable. It's <laughs> kind of great how uh, this played out i uh are you staying here then at the city tavern yeah all right where else would we stay we're not from around here i you i do not presume to know what it is that you are doing so Hmm. i just was trying to make sure i i will return back to my uh establishment and then i will meet you here first thing at sunrise tomorrow does that work that works for us don't come too early i gotta have breakfast well you know perhaps breakfast i will join you in and uh, we can just discuss what it is we would like to accomplish and how we would go about traveling in the most effective uh, manner. Because I would hate to uh, waste your time and think that you would like to waste mine. So, I think we keep this professional and make sure that what we are doing, we're on the same page as. Yes. Simply transactional. Oh, yes, of course. And at the end of the day, I think we'll both be happy. All three of us will be happy. With how this plays out. Yes. (laughs) I think so, too. Well, hell. Good. I am excited to be heading out with y'all. I'm sorry, I didn't catch either one of your names. This is Fig. All right. And my name is Dracax. Dracax. You guys call me Drac. Drac. Drac, well, it was great to meet you. Drac, Fig, I am Benoit Baudois, and uh, I guess, you know, we're going to be friendly enough. You can call me Ben, or Benoit, or Mr. Baudois. I will respond to anything. Uh, It's been a pleasure. 
I will see y'all in the morning. Yes. It has been a pleasure, and yes, you'll see us tomorrow. <laughs> well, have y'all a nice evening, uh, and uh, toodaloo. <laughs> he just kind of turns around, walks back towards the bar, waves towards Terrence, and then fixes his robes and walks out. As you uh, leave, Drac says to Fig, he's not going to make it to the Northeast. (laughs) (laughs) And then kind of chuckles to himself. And scene. And scene. (laughs) I wanted to try to set you up with some evil, potentially people (laughs) that uh, might not be so trustworthy. I thought that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing too, is like, I I almost did it where he already knew Fig's name just because he eavesdropped on most of that conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and so like, but I didn't know if I like, and that's where I was like, in that moment, I knew that he knew the name and that he like, but it was like, I think how he plays it and like how I planned on uh, trying to model him was after detective Blanc from knives out <laughs> in that like he's somebody that is always there and very observant and even kind of like goofy but like yeah it, it's almost to an extent where that's one of his tools he uses that so people underestimate him because he is picking up on everything that is happening and he is very mm-hmm. observant and so like i think he knows these people are shady as fuck <laughs> like, i think so too and it's fun yeah. like they're both they both i I wanted the, it to come across in the way my character was acting, but I wanted them both to believe that they were going to take advantage of the other. Yeah. You know, one thinks they, they both think they have the upper hand on the other, but which one does? Who knows? Exactly. And that's where it's like, I think again, like every time with these RP things, like I always think they're great, like episode zeros, right? Of like, here's yeah. how everyone meets. And obviously like, this is just one interaction, but like in your campaign, when you take this character and you decide, you know, start him, I think, again, that's how it is. It's very transactional. He comes in, he's got something to do. He's a new cleric. He's not crazy about it, but he knows how to do it, but he's very observant and he's got a goal and he's got to do this. Yeah. And I mean, I think what I would be interested to see for his arc is, does he enjoy being a cleric? Does he like healing? Or does he get to a point where it's just like, oh, I'm only healing you to keep you alive so I don't die. I am smart enough to know that if you die, I'm next. <laughs> so like, okay, I want to, I want to keep people alive in a situation to protect myself and get this goal accomplished or, or does he get to a point where he eventually is like, Oh wow, no, I can actually do stuff with this knowledge from this God and this healing because yeah. Yeah. And again, I think it's a fun way to potentially play another cleric that has access to a lot of healing. Um, But also what I was, when I was looking through the knowledge domain, they have access to command and identify at first level. Which is huge, because that essentially means identify, you can just identify any magic items, which would, again, make sense if he has this list of things he yeah. needs to go find. Boom. Instantly useful. And, like, again, being able to command someone to, like, like, yeah, I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's cool to, to have a cleric that is not so healing-based. I agree. Um, I think, and I like that it's a cleric I mentioned earlier that wasn't born in the church. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're a cleric, but, like, do they really believe in the god? You know, like... And, and that's what's like, I think, too, like that, right? He has like a little bit of, I don't think it's necessarily doubt, but I think that could be a fun thing for the DM to do is whatever knowledge-based God you go through, I think will almost respond 
nicely to his questioning of this, right? Because he has this detective-like background, and he sure, he wants proof and evidence that this exists, but any god of knowledge would respect that, would be like, yes, of course, seek out the truth, seek this knowledge, and find it for yourself. So, like, that could be a fun thing you try and set up as the dm is that this god is using now this new cleric as like a here are the breadcrumbs for you if you follow them you will become a very powerful version of me you can find me through your seeking of these facts so true yeah, yeah i like good. it i think he's cool um i think yeah. you did you did that accent really well <laughs> um that was fun i enjoyed it yeah i mean because even even the name benoit like that's what i was googling i was googling like what is what is the first name of detective blanc in knives out and is benoit blanc detective benoit blanc <laughs> and that's where i was like oh yes i love it i wanted another b so yeah uh i'm happy i'm happy with the accent i kind of lost it after sitting there listening to you talk i was like shit it's gone i feel andrin slipping back in <laughs> it's damn <gone>. it <laughs> andrin's coming back no <laughs> so that's why i was like well my, my, my thing for him is the will hell like this, I wanted to try and yeah, well, hell, I'm happy as a clam. Like, <laughs> and again, I think it was in the cadence too. But yeah, no, that was fun. Um, I don't know if I would be as crazy to jump on this cleric because again, I've I've played clerics and I've played paladins. I, I think I'm more excited about some of the other fun classes. But again, this feels a lot different than what was feels even fresh. The, yeah, what was even the one cleric that I played before Andrin? Bonderdick. That's right. <laughs> That's yeah, Benedict. Uh, Bonderdick's Converse Snatch. Bonderdick's Converse. God. <laughs> Just the worst. But uh, other than that, do you have any other last minute notes? Because I think the outro is coming. I can see it. It's approaching. It's Oh, my you God. You can see it? It's Yeah. Do you have anything? Hurry. Ah, ha, ah, ah, ah. Jake's dead. This is the outro now. Jake is He's gone. Dead. I am here. I am outro man. This is the outro. <laughs> you don't have to stay. Wait. You can't stay, but you don't have to go home. You just... You have to take these earbuds out. That was out. so wrong. Yes, I don't know. I was just born from a dead body. <laughs> I killed Jake. This Outro is Outro Man. Man. Do you think if, Outro Man, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think if we proclaim that you're here, that people will just stop listening and not hear everything we say after this? Hopefully, no. Hopefully, I'm new and fresh enough to make people think, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Anyways, in the outro, we definitely like to tell people that they can reach out to us on social media. Are you just the whole time? Yes, because it's the <laughs> outro, man. <laughs> so make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RNG underscore PC. That's the best way to reach us, as well as tell us what you think of me, outro man, and what you thought of Benoit Baudois, our first cleric. What did we do wrong? What did we do right? What are you excited to potentially use him for? Also, if you have any desire to draw Benoit, he sure sounded fancy, please do send us your art. We'll share it. Also, with the character sheets we'll be putting up on our Patreon, we need character art. So we'd put it there. Others would see it. It'd be great. Outro Man! We have an email! You can email us your thoughts there too. It's rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. I don't know how much longer I can do this. Outro Man's dying. Thank God. Our, our Patreon is September 19th. Please help. <laughs> I'm going to take that call for help as my opportunity to step in. Jesus Christ. Uh, my cheeks hurt. 
So lastly, I think the only thing that Outro Man did not discuss is uh, following us on your preferred social media platform. Follow us on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcast. If you do listen on Apple iTunes, uh, reviews and ratings mean the world to us. It helps us climb the ranks of the you know, podcast pool and get out of the depths and maybe get more to the surface so other people can find us. That's so For example, important. I'll read this so imp- one. I got it. I'm back. I have a voice down there. Outro Man's here. We will read a review that you write for us, perhaps even in this voice. This review is from Richo Weiser. Weiser. Richo G. Heiser. says, Excellent in my Keanu Reeves voice. A plus on long car rides. Makes my commute that much funnier. Thanks so much for the awesome content. Outro Man says you're welcome. And Nathan says I'm sorry. Oh, oh no! I could see the end of the outro coming! I think we're done! It's it's nothing but darkness for you now, outro man. Where will I go? I have nothing left! Hopefully go ruin another podcast. (laughs) Outro man says, make sure to keep rolling and keep playing! Oh god. (laughs) Outro man, out! Man, I blacked, I blacked out there for a second. Is it over? Talk to you next week. <laughs> Stay safe. I have no regrets. <laughs> I have all the regrets. <laughs> <laughs>